webcast for all things dice dragons demons and a dwarf from the warhammer worlds i'm your host patrick and as always i got chuck randy steve and justin fellas what do you hear what do you say another day let's do it another day let's definitely do this absolutely man and you know and we got the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming back with us randy wasabi bud how you doing Oh, it's going great. Just getting ready to record some videos at Armed Forces Day. That's it, man. We got that coming up for sure. And uh, you know what? That's going to be right around the corner. I can't believe it. That is literally right around the corner. But we are going to definitely be getting into that here very, very quickly. But the first thing I want to say, man, is welcome to everyone to another show of Grimdark Live. And this is your weekly webcast, and you know what you're in for, man. So we're going to get rolling. But uh, you know what? Uh, if you do like our show and you like everything that you're going to hear tonight, uh, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. So, all right, man, here we go, you dice chucking glue sniffing gamer goons. We are going to really get into a topic here tonight, and that's going to be about the Dominion box set. And, uh, you know, I, for, for all you fans of the Mortal Realms, I mean, this is really simply, in my opinion, one of the best box sets ever. Uh, but, you know, honestly, we here on Grimdark Live, we feel that the best part is the Cruel Boys, baby. That's what we're going to be talking about here tonight for sure, man. The Cruel Boys are here on tonight's show. Fellas, you ready? Oh, yeah. Don't, don't get all enthusiastic at once. Boy, you know what? Oh, uh, man. See, what we do generally before the show, guys, is some of us actually, you, do, you know, take speed. Other ones, pro, you know, Valium or something like that. So you can, you can kind of tell by the by the direction of which one of us is on uh, Valium and which one of us is on speed. Steve, which one are you on, man? <laughs> I'm just ready to bring the blood to our forces. Baby. That's, That's right. all I can do. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, we got the Cruel Boys there on tonight's show. Good. Yes, there will be. Uh, and not a corn show. We got Cruel Boys, though, man. And we are going to be uh, talking about this awesome new army that uh, we think uh, is really going to take the, uh, the the whole place by storm. You know, we've been talking about this army since March, and we're pretty excited. And, and you know, honestly, in a way, I'm kind of glad that we're kind of wrapping it up. Because for us, AO, AOS 3.0 has started in March, and we're kind of like like a big breath of fresh air that this thing's going to be over. But on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about uh, how we think that the units are going to be playing. Uh, what they think they're going to be like on the, on the tabletop, the army in general. And uh, we're really excited to kind of see how this whole thing kind of comes together for, for everybody. So, and another thing I want to point out, this is a part one, because obviously uh, we're going to be talking about this army again, and we're going to have more to discuss, obviously, when this army officially drops in everyone's sweaty palms very, very soon. Uh, but Chuck, I want to throw something at you, bud. You know, you actually yeah. have, albeit a very blurry copy of the Kill a Boss War Scroll, right? Yeah, so we uh, uh, somehow acquired off of the Twitch live stream, which I'm sure everybody else saw. If you're on the Cruel Boys Facebook group, which I encourage everybody to join, uh, a blurry war scroll of the Killaboss. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, we are going to actually be showing that here uh, a little bit later on the show. Uh, we don't have that right, right now, but we will have it by the time we get into the uh, the Cruel Boys, so, so hang around for that. And... And here's something else. 
we don't want to diminish the awesomeness of the new Stormcast. I mean, you know, Steve, you and I were talking about really these these sculpts before, and, and really if they were like this way in the beginning, you'd be playing them right now, right? Uh, oh, God, yeah. And I think that um, for those people that are going to be splitting the box sets, I think you're going to see just as many people wanting to play the Stormcast as the Cruel Boys. Yes, yeah, I, I do I do agree with that. And uh, so, again, we don't want to diminish the awesomeness of the new Stormcast, but I think it, it's not every day that a new army army jo- joins the, uh, the the game here either. So uh, today we're going to be focusing on the new Cruel Boys and why we're excited about them. So, And by the way, guys, did you realize this, that there's actually 39 Cruel Boy Oryx in the box set, FYI? A little bit, little yep, bit of knowledge awesome. there. I mean, oh. Just, Justin, did you notice that? Yeah, 62 models in total, I think. Yeah, we don't care about those other ones. Like I said, Justin, only the 39 Cruel Boys. That's the topic uh, of tonight's show, man. All right, there, so... There, there, you, there you go again. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition to the 39 Cruel Boys in the box, we also know of a few other things coming down the pike. So uh, nothing to fear, Grimdark Goons. Oh. We are going to be getting to them as well here later on the show. So uh, so definitely stick around for that. I don't know why I always do Arnold whenever I say stick around. Do you guys automatically do like stick around? I don't get it. I don't know why I do that. I'm not, it's not even a good Austrian accent. Just you. I usually just yeah, just do the we'll be back. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's it. All right, but I'm throwing this out there to uh, Randy first, man. You're the nice guy in tabletop wargaming, so answer this question, man. Are you staying true? You sniffing glue? What do you got happening? Oh, oh man. So you may have noticed that I haven't really put out a video in the last month or so, whatever. But that's because I've been uh, trying to get everything ready for actual my battle reports. So. I've literally been taking the the four armies that I want and basically painting all the the core of each one. Nice. This includes ninety one plague bears, eighty bloodletters, thirty oh. triads, and uh, we'll start at thirty pink whores and then split all the way down. If you know what I mean. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hey, Randy, <laughs> oh, not this show, God. man. That's a different show. <laughs> Seriously, oh, yeah. Randy, yeah. That, just, come on. that just gave me shivers. <laughs> See what you did? Yeah. You've, now we've completely lost, you know, both both Chuck and Justin for the whole show. Uh, I, I know. I just, ha- I just had to bring up, you know, my, my my favorite pink, pink and blue and whatever other color you would like. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> there you blue. go. Blue. <laughs> well, good stuff, man. So you know, Randy, as usual, man, you're gonna be putting out those videos when. Uh, it's going to be about two weeks after the Armed Forces Day because I'm going to record and put up a, a video of that. So the next video is going to be of Armed Forces Day and then then following uh, the first battle report between Slanesh and Corn. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Steve, are you ready to spill the beans now and tell us about this little secret thing you're working on? I mean, are you staying true or sniffing oh, glue? Oh, please. Yeah, Steve, am, come on. Uh, I am staying true. I Nine days ago, I took on a monumental project to paint a 2,000-point Soulblight Gravelords list, and oh. as of yesterday, it was officially completed. You know, Holy cow. L- folks, let me tell you what a complete psychopath, you know, our beloved Steve is. Uh, and I mean absolute psychopath. I, what was it, Steve? Was it was it Adepticon 18 when Daughters of Cain first dropped? Yeah. So now, 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 mind you, folks, about three weeks before Adepticon started, uh, the army dropped. This guy worked like a madman to get it built and painted. And didn't somebody like GW, like wasn't somebody like like trottling around there from GW that actually yeah, walked up um, to you? A guy from GW came over to me and he said, I have to get a picture of that. And I said, you know, <laughs> and I didn't know who he was. And he said, he goes, the guys in England are not going to believe this. And he, because he couldn't believe that someone had actually painted an entire snake army in preparation for Adepticon. And mm. he just... 
thought that was insane. And so when Pat said that Soul Blake Gravelords would be legal in Armed Forces Day, I took on this monumental project. And uh, like I said, just yesterday I completed it and yeah. I would I literally worked sometimes from six in the morning until twelve midnight. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Holy and you know what's funny cow. is taking breaks only for dinner, you know, lunch and dinner. When 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 the army first came out, of course, you know, with our, with the rules of Armed Forces Day, we said that any army that come that physically drops two weeks before the start of the tournament is legal to play, which I think is pretty fair because a lot of tournaments are a month, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the army dropped, but there they, it wasn't until the White Dwarf 464 that the AOA character information came out. So I just said, okay, you know what? Being that the AOA character was due on the 15th of May, I said, okay, here's what we're going to do, gang. Uh, anything that you guys get done by the 25th of May is legal, you know, because that's when the lists were due. I had five people, no kidding, five people all come up to me and say, I think I want to try Soul Blight. And, and the lunatic Steve here being one of the five. And he said, we want to try it. Can we do this? I said, sure, no problem. Well, within about three hours, Steve, you know, everybody gets back to me. Now, nah, I don't think I can do it. I'm not sure. You know, the next day, and I'm not sure. You know, it's not going to work out. Right away, Steve's like, I'm going to do it. Like, oh, can you think again? I'm going to do it. So it's kind of become his motif. Whenever a brand new army drops, he's going to have to work like a crazy man to get the thing ready for the for the tournament. That's like his new shtick. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what, I don't think I could do this again anytime soon. It, it took a lot out of me. Well, you know what? It, it, you know what? He says that, folks, and he's a complete hypocrite. He's going to do it again because that's he's already proven that he did it once. He's going to do it again. So uh, what about... Uh, what about you, Justin? What are you doing, man? Staying true or sniffing glue? And I, I kind of know what you're doing, but I want you to let everybody know because it's good stuff. Uh, I, I'm staying true. Uh, Armed Forces Day Army is complete. Uh, display board for that army is complete. Uh, terrain pieces are coming along. Let's see. And I, got, I got a couple examples. This is part of the graveyard board that is currently being put together. So this is there's 10 graves on this one, and some of the other ones have upwards of 20 graves on the sites. And then the big boy, I got to get out of my chair for this because it's kind of a big piece. He's going to do a dance routine for everyone, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, this, but this is the center plate for the forest table. This was completed yesterday. Unreal. Nice. So, so the Unreal. forest table forest table is completely done, and the graveyard table will be done probably by Thursday. God, I'm so excited for Armed Forces Day. But I'll tell you what, before I get to my uh, staying true thing, Chuck, what do you got, man? Staying true, you sniffing glue. Let's hear it. Uh, I'm sniffing glue. I am currently assembling a endless spell uh, that is themed to my army um, in the next two days and painting it. And I have not even begun assembly yet. I've got all the pieces laid out, but uh, it is a palisade um, made out of bones for the Sons of Death Army. So it's going to be a bunch of bones coming out of the ground uh, on like the 7-inch base, however long that is, um, which is about an inch wide, and uh, it'll have on one side painted as the bones, but on the other side it'll say Sons of Death and be like an army placard. That is awesome. So I'm trying to like theme it around the army, but also make it functional so that it is workable within you know both display and uh the army itself you know what guys thank you so much for for making this tournament uh really really something special and and honestly you know i i kind of want to throw myself out there and, and kind of talk about what i've been working on i mean here we are days away from armed forces day four it's a, it's our annual charity event to support the uso and the montford point marines um you know we've grown 
and we're now in the VFW. We're out of the store, so we're all grown up. And uh, and uh, you know now now we're also running 40k in the tournament as well as Age of Sigmar, and, and we're really excited for this year. I you know and and, and we're going to keep growing, guys. This tournament is is not going to stop here. We've got other. Uh, we're already planning for next year, and I want to I want to have a real special thanks to all the folks, the players. Uh, all of my, you know, kooky co-hosts here that have really stepped up uh, to help set up, take down, terrain builds, borrow mats, advertise, uh, so much help. And I really want to thank all of you for, for really coming together. And you know what's funny, folks? I'm going to say this right now. I didn't have to ask any one of them. Uh, I've yelled at Steve a few times, uh, but I haven't had to ask anybody for help. And, uh, and in all truthfulness, these guys have really come together, and, and this wouldn't have um, been anything without really these the awesome support of, of not only the players, but some of the people that are just uh, stepping in to help out. I mean, Randy's going to step up and do some uh, video, and he's going to be, you know, v- you know, capturing all the events and the action going on at the top tables. And uh, we got our, our one of our Grimdark goons, uh, Brandon, that's going to be stepping in and uh, helping out uh, with, with some of the, the TOing and judging and running and counting and all that kind of stuff that has to happen. And I also want to send a really special thank you to the vendors who have stepped up to make this prize support possible. I mean, we got Six Squared Studios, Mini Stomp, Monument Hobbies, and really, you know, here's something also too: a few other independent gamers, just just you know, Joe and Jane gamers, have donated prize support on their own, and we want to thank you all very, very much for for really making uh, Armed Forces Day Four really kind of come together and, and and click. And another another uh, bit of good news is now Armed Forces Day is an official uh, tournament, and, and and we are officially sponsored by the USO Illinois. So. That was a huge, oh. yeah, that was yeah, a huge, that's, huge, that's huge, yeah, huge win, huge, huge, great things for uh, this tournament all the way around. And um, something else uh, that I want to throw out there is kind of a, a special little piece. Starting this year, the best overall player, or the super soldier, as we call it, of both 40K and Age of Sigmar side of the tournament is going to be able to hoist the, what, quote-unquote, Stan Lee, get it, Marvel, Stan Lee Cup which is going to be the movie replica of the Captain America shield. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a blemished uh, movie replica. It's a 24 inch uh, uh, circular shield weighs about 10 pounds. Uh, and they're going to have their picture taken and also their name on a separate plaque to commemorate this, this awesome victory. So again, that's going to be for the super soldiers of both the 40 K and the age of Sigmar side are going to be able to hoist that shield. That's kind of our Stan Lee cup that we're going to be uh, bringing back every, yeah. every single year. So my question is, man, who out there is going to raise the Stan Lee cup, the captain America shield for armed forces day four. Uh, who's going to, who's going to have anything to do with that? Huh? So I hope it's, uh, I hope it's any one of you awesome people out there, but, uh, but good stuff, right guys. Oh yeah. yeah, great stuff. Yeah, you know, thank you guys again. But here it is. We're gonna keep the we're gonna keep the, the the ball rolling down here on the on the show before I lose my train of thought and get all teary eyed on you. But here it is, man. Here's a question of the day that we're gonna be asking towards the end of the show. So stick with us uh, while we go ahead and ask this one. And remember, remember, gang, uh, don't answer it right now. Do not answer it right now because we have Randy here, and uh, I mean, you, you don't want to see what'll happen. So here it is. Will the concept of the meta be radically changed with the onset of a more balanced third edition. So here it is. Here's the question of the day one more time. Will the concept of the meta be radically changed with the onset of a more balanced third edition? So that's uh, that's what we have coming up. Ready, guys? Let's Ready. go. Let's get Let's at it. it. Nice. Six squared studios. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again. 
Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios are the real terrain nerds you all need to be getting your terrain from. Get your commercial laser-cut MDF bases, silicone molds for resin prints, game and hobby accessories like 15 to 28 millimeter terrain, 15 to 28 millimeter figures, and 15 to 28 millimeter vehicles, and a lot more. Get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's sixsquaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios. Hey gang, today's news is brought to you by Six Squared Studios. Yep, an awesome company for all your gaming and hobby needs. Six Squared Studios. I'll say it again, Six Squared Studios. So get your nerd on with Six Squared Studios. Check them out at sixsquaredstudios.ca. Again, that's six-squaredstudios.ca. Six Squared Studios, where tabletop terrain is made by gamers for gamers. Just like their saying goes, gaming accessories made by gamers for gamers. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Tabletop terrain by expert nerds for exceptional nerds. The news, man. Here we go. We are going to get at it. We got uh, we got a lot of it to get through, guys. So we're going to jump right in. And the first thing, obviously, we got the rumor engine popping up here. So let's talk about this one here, gang. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the Warhammer rumor engine of the week here, and uh, it looks like a right leg of either an Admech Castlin robot or a Ko, you know, Karajan Overlord trooper of some sort. Uh, gang, what is it, Steve? What do you think this is, man? What are we looking at right here? Um, it could be something Ko. Uh, definitely. I like to think that when uh, the dwarves are kind of absorbed into one book, as we've been hearing about, that uh, that they might be getting some kind of a mechanical golem of some kind. I, I mean, who oh. knows? But wouldn't that be cool if we would get some kind of dwarven golems, like uh, a steampunk golem? That would be a rip. That yeah. actually would be really cool. All right. That, that might be. Guess. That's me. Yeah. All right. Chuck, what do you think, man? What are we looking at here? Um, I sort of have the inkling that it's going to be some type of overlord, uh, mechanicum, uh, gargantuan robot, but you know, with it, it, this is kind of, this is going to be my, you know, antithesis to what Steve is saying. KO have such a dominance in the game right now. Do we really need them to have a gigantic robot? <laughs> Yes. I mean, they. <laughs> so think about it. They teleport from Borden to Borden, right? Because they can sort of fly high. They have whatever special rule. Um, and they dominate the game by destroying a unit that's on an objective and then, boom, teleporting right on top of it with like a gun hauler, right? And so do we need the gigantic robot from Pacific Rim on the other side of the board, like yes. completely, completely destroying us? Uh, yes. I, I just I don't I don't know if I see it, but you know what? As far <laughs> as like the giving the love to the order side, because we've seen so much like destruction, death, and chaos. Really, not a lot of chaos, but at my, regardless, I mean, we could see some type of order contingent coming along the path. I, I would not disagree with Steve. <laughs> all right, all right, Randy, what say you, man? What are we looking at here? <laughs> yeah, I thought like I think it's more of a, of a like a, a robotic suit more than it is actually like. Because it is looks more a little bit like it's rounded and not, uh, you know, like like something's inside, you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Yeah. What is that Sisters of Battle thing? Don't they have something like that? Like a like a big uh, what was that the ripped alien suit that, that she got into to fight the? the what was that? Don't don't they have something like that in forty k already? They're, pen, they're penitent engines. Yeah. Oh whatever, that, that, smarty pants. I I was just asking yeah. a question. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that is. But uh, 
Okay. Like I said it looks like it looks too rounded for me. I, I think it's more fantasy related. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like the 40k are more you know more plated and flat, and like they said, that looks you know really rounded for you know for for armor basically. Yeah. I was looking at yeah. the foot, and the foot kind of led me to believe maybe Karajan Overlords. But Justin, what say you, man? I just want to feed off a of Chuck here for a second and say he just turned the carrot on Overlords literally into a C-130 dropping Bradleys with parachutes, if that's true. Imagine <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, right? seriously, uh, this no. thing <laughs> this thing flying across the table and all of a sudden, oh, look, how many mech suits just jumped out of the back of that thing? I don't know. But, yeah, yeah I think it, it's probably KO or uh, it's, it's too – it's – Aesthetically, it's fantasy based because of the way the foot's designed. It's not 40k. Yeah. Um, it's got that KO appearance, but it does. I do agree with with Randy. It looks like it's a mechanized suit for a for a dwarf or something like that. It may be the leg to a new uh, KO captain or something of that matter that we're missing. Another hero that we're missing. All right. Well, all good guesses, man. And uh, you know what? I do kind of like the idea that it could be some little dwarf in a big, like, mechanical stompy. I don't know if I like that more or I like the golem thing. I'm not sure. But but rolling on, man. And uh, part of what we're going to be talking about, a loose connection of what we're going to be talking about here later on in the show, is the Dominion box set. And um, here it is, gang. I just want to throw this out there so everyone makes sure they're paying attention. I mean, Games Workshop has some high-activity dates that I want everyone to kind of, and, and to uh, chaos spawn, uh, you, you put there in the chats, I hope you have more info. Well, here it is, man. We got more info for you, so so get your ears on, man. And, you know, later on in the show, we actually might have more info that uh, you can take to the bank, too. So so here's my Arnold again. Stick around. All right, so here it is. So Games Workshop has some high-activity dates per their retail end of the company, and these dates will give us a good idea of when the pre-order and the delivery of Dominion will take place. Uh, we know that pre-orders could be June 19th. Uh, the physical drop of this could be the 26th of June. Again, uh, both dates are Saturdays, which does make sense. And this being the uh, the timeline that also makes sense ahead of the July AOS 3.0 drop date. So, again, uh, be looking for those dates as far as the pre-order and the physical drop of Dominion, which is going to be the, uh, the 19th of June. And then possibly you're going to get this thing in your sweaty palms on the 26th of June. So be looking out for that. Uh, Steve, what are your thoughts, man, Dominion? Yeah, I think that date is probably correct. Um, I think when they shut down for those two weeks that that's what they were doing, they pretty much were getting ready for the Dominion release. So, yeah, I think June 19th will probably be the pre-order date. And um, as a matter of fact, we had one of our listeners on the Saturday show comment on that and say there's no way that they could get that out that's right. earlier. That's right. And I tend to agree. I tend to agree with that now. I think it'll probably be the 19th. And then, yeah, it'll come out on at the end of June, on the 26th. Okay. You'll actually have the physical box. Right, right. Um, yeah, Let's I mean. Let's take a bet. Let's take a bet. I'm, I'm st- well, I, I brought it up. Fast, I'm saying the 26th. How fast will the box set sell out online? 20 minutes, gone. How many minutes? 20 minutes. I say 20 minutes. I agree. Somewhere 20? around 20, 25 minutes, yep. All right, Chuck, what do you say? What is it? I'm writing I, this down. I, so, you know, I, I'm going to sort of kind of go on that contingent that that is probably the timeline we're looking at. But I just imagine ordering Kragnos last week, getting it next week, pre-ordering and paying for Dominion and probably two boxes of it, trying to find somebody to split my second box with uh, the, the same week and then paying another of that box and getting it on June 26th. Like, 
my savings is done for the month. I I've got a box of Curse City sitting on the shelf. Another box that I got from a friend. I haven't even started painting that. I just don't know what to do at this point. Chuck, you're just gonna have to go back to that little side job you had there at night. You know uh, exactly. Yeah, and paint miniatures at night. <laughs> That's the side job. So all right. So Chuck, what is it, man? Are you are you with Steve and I saying twenty minutes? It'll be sold out. Oh, it, from for timelines, right? Hmm. You know, it, are we assuming that I think I think Chuck stores... was thinking about his bank account being drained out? No, we're talking about when this is going to be sold out. Chuck. I I'm I'm thinking of my like two month or bi monthly allotment of Warhammer miniatures that I can buy. Um, you know, are we assuming that there is a limited amount online that you can order and so many that you can order through the store? That's or how what is that saying. being? GW kind of said that this is going to be a stress release. In other words, meaning meaning there there we, okay. we, we could experience some shortages. So. Okay, so I, I would say it is sold out the day that it goes on pre-order. Yeah, I, but... I don't know the time frame. Okay. I mean, so if it's 60 hours. minutes, it, it's it's at least the first 24 hours. I say you've got about one to six hours before it's sold out. Okay, so you're it, one to six hours. Yeah, if you're going to, if you want this, I'm saying that there are enough people that there's enough Facebook activity that hour. I have already seen in the last seven days that uh you're gonna have to pre-order multiple boxes yep. okay it. all right steve i said 20 minutes first you can't agree with me dude you need another number no 25 25 25 <laughs> all right 25 randy how long how uh, long before this thing sold out oh my uh, god keep hitting the refresh button i was gonna say an hour all right so. one hour justin I was going to say two hours, and the reason for two hours is I don't know how many times the website's going to crash. All right. So, folks, okay. uh, so folks, here's here's the thing. Whoever is wrong on the next show, that person has to wear a dress for the entire show. All right. There's, there's yeah. the <laughs> Oh, God. That's probably me. <laughs> oh, and, and, Chuck, if I can get my second box, because I've already got pre-order tabs on a couple places, if I can get my second box, I'll trade your app. I'm happy with it. Excellent. Cool. All, All right. right. Good. Well, there you go. So, folks, we're not messing around here. Get that Dominion box when this thing comes out. Get that Dominion box. I've already got two that I'm going for. So you're gonna get you're gonna get chumps like me. They're gonna buy them all up and laugh at you. So you want to make sure you get out there and get them done. All right. So did you guys hear about this? Uh, we got the White Dwarf. That is uh, the, the GW came out and announced that the White Dwarf is gonna be late. Uh, issue 465. Aren't they always hmm. late? Aren't they always late? Like I've had a subscription, and I'm usually a good six weeks behind schedule on all of my deliveries. Aren't they always late? Like oh. is this news? They put this out there on Warhammer Community, like, well, aren't you guys? You, you're stating what you that's that's normal business operation, don't you think, Steve? Yeah, but you, you see what's on the cover though. It says, yeah, "Well, and, I don't well, order yeah. White Dwarf." Oh, go ahead, Randy. Well, like, I'm really excited because it says Anvil of Destruction, create a hero. You know, you give more. You know, apotheosis. You know, yeah. for destruction. Maybe yeah. they're maybe <laughs> they're bringing back. Uh, maybe they're gonna. Maybe the Anvil of Apotheosis is actually gonna be something in in. Maybe it'll be, maybe maybe it's continuing what do you think well they, they said that the third edition in their little preview thing is going to have you know along with the match play is going to be like they're going to like 40k has the like if your space marine captain dies they can go inside of a dreadnought in the campaign type of thing they said they're going to have more story-based narrative stuff for the right. next edition too so i could totally see them keeping uh the anvil interesting so, interesting yeah. all right all right well, i mean they... steve what what say you dude anvil staying or going um, I would say that it's probably going to stay, but it's going to come out in some kind of other form. 
Interesting. All right. I, I think like they're that. going to update the Anvil probably in the new rules. It'll probably be part of the system, like the um, ancillaries in, okay. in the book. But I also think that um, that they're definitely not going to create a mechanic like that and then just abandon it for the when they come out with the new edition. All right. All right, Chuck, AOA, here to stay or gone? I think it's here to stay. If you look at one of the new characters that the Stormcast came out with, the Apotheosis is actually part of his standard as a standard bearer, right? Mm-hmm. Am I, okay, so I think it's. Yeah, I'm going to agree right. with Steve. We're going to see a uh, probably a refined version of the Anvil of Apotheosis character generation, where they like, you know, if there are certain things in third uh, edition that don't apply uh, with the character building aspect, we're going to see that. If we see um, like critiques of it, or they add a couple races in, or or however it looks. Um, we're going to see that refinement overall, and I think it'll be a betterment for the game. They may even introduce it into matched play, which I would like to see. Absolutely. I would love to see it in Battle Tomes. But, uh, Justin, you're probably going to take a left turn on us, man, but what do you think? AOS, yes. No, I'm not, I'm not. I actually agree with Chuck because he just stole what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> no, I think, I, I, I think they're keeping it in there because of the Stormcast Eternal banner. The, the sub rule on him or the sub thing on it says that the banner was forged with a sliver from the anvil of apotheosis. That's why it's called the banner of apotheosis. So that was that was on the preview. So I think it's going to stay. I think it's going to become more of a commonplace item. We'll see it in match play. We're going to see it in narrative and we're going to see it in free play. So all we're right. going to see it all over the place. And there's probably going to be a section dedicated to it in this core book for what was in the white dwarves. Cause just the way the, the system goes, everybody loved it, so yeah, right. why not? Yeah, I, I thought it was one of the best things to come out of uh, of Age of Sigmar until, of course, you know, the Cruel Boys, which we're getting to right yeah. now. Cruel Boys. A public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, Get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. Now, back to the show. The Cruel Boys. Here we go, man. We are going to get into this. And again, I want to preface at this here a little bit here, folks. This is kind of our 5,000-foot view of this army. We're going to kind of look at it from what we currently know. We're going to check out all the different units and war and, and perspective thoughts on the War Scroll. Except, of course, for the fuzzy little can't-really-see-it-very-well War Scroll that Chuck seemed to have found in, like, a seat cushion somewhere that we are going to uh, uh, bring up and, and, and talk about. Right, Chuck? 
Sure. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> all right. So, no, all right. Uh, rewind here a little bit. So on tonight's show, we are going to be talking about the Cruel Boys. And I'm starting this conversation out with a little bit of worry in my soul here, guys. I want to throw this out here to you. And, and I'm going to I'm going to need your guys' help here because I'm at a spork in the road. Get that little Armed Forces Day tie-in. By the way, folks, for Armed Forces Day, the last place wins the wooden spork, which is actually a very coveted prize, by the way. I'm pretty surprised. But People actually fight for it. They will. Surprisingly. But I am actually at the spork here in the road. Now, look, here it is. You know, Steve, Chuck, Randy, Justin, you guys know Kid Chaos, right? You know who I refer to when I say Kid Chaos? Correct. Your yeah. son. Yes, yep. exactly. Well, you know, yes. Kid Chaos has, you know, stated that he wants to play Cruel Boys. And we all know that I also oh want to play Cruel Boys. Now, being that Kid Chaos is my kid, uh, how do I handle this dilemma in my home? I mean, I probably just have to throw him out of the house, right? Something? No, no. Okay. You both have different. You have both have different aesthetics in how you play. So, your armies will never match up with each other's, ever. <laughs> Steve, I, I didn't know that uh, Justin was a therapist. Did you know that he was a therapist? <laughs> well. I think to a certain degree, he's correct. Uh, you two do have very different playing styles. Um, True. You know, you and I are Timmy players. We just want to go up and... Total Timmy's. Evan will, Evan will probably uh, come up with something that is tricksy. Phil Total Evans shooting army or something. Total Timmy's. Yeah, that's all it is. I just want to kick stuff over, knock the garbage can over, you know, offend somebody. That's what that's we do in destruction. Timmy's. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. But kid, all right. Kid. Kid Chaos will find a way to get that bolt thrower behind your line without you even noticing it was You know there. what? I can't wait to talk about that bolt thrower, but that is coming up. All right, so let's get into this here, gang. Cruel boys are, you know, they are still brutal, right? Uh, but but their cunning makes them more wanting to pick off foes at range and, and maybe stab someone in the back instead of charging headlong into the fray like their iron jaw brute brethren. And this is the topic for tonight's show. And, and this is kind of what I think really kind of drew me to this this army is really that they were kind of a that 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 well that 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 throwback to the hobgoblins and we're going to be spitballing here tonight folks on uh what we think the war scrolls are going to look like from this new and awesome army so we, we gw hasn't released anything uh like i said the only thing that we have that's close to gw is as i said what you know what what chuck found in the you know the trunk of his car that we're going to be showing to all you guys but <laughs> but uh but to start with, as an interesting aside, the Iron Jaws really have the market on brutal overcunning, right? Well, I think we all know that. So it, it's nice to see a new batch of greenskins who favor the cunning side of the coin. And, and, and that's my first piece of really liking this army. That's kind of what I was trying to dress into the, to the conversation here uh, a bit earlier. And I got to tell you, gang, I really love the aesthetics and the looks of these Urukai-esque Lord of the Rings-styled greenskins that I would say really are as close to hobgoblins of old as, as we can get, right? I mean, Steve, back me up. Yeah, I think they look exactly like the Lord of the Rings orcs, which is not a bad thing. But when they do move into the hobgoblin models, those are kind of a throwback to the hobgoblins of old. Right. So I see a mix of new, and I see elements of... Uh, old school Warhammer mixed in in this army, which I think is fantastic. Right. Yeah. And Chuck, you're an old guy just like us. I mean, did you did you kind of pick up on these aesthetics too? Yeah, I think the the Hobgrats, which is what they were called, sort Love of had the, have have the aesthetic of the Chaos Dwarfs of old, which could have the Hobgoblins 
sort of in with the army, allied in or however you want to say. Um, and so we see like the longer torso, like the shorter legs. And even in some of the uh, Twitch stream pictures that we saw and the Warhammer community site, we see the lighter skin tone, which if yeah. you notice, it's sort of like the pale orc or pale goblin Love skin it. tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Um, and you just see that aesthetic through and through with multiple models. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Randy, I got to tell you, man, I bet that you actually have old hobgoblins stuffed somewhere in the <laughs> in the Games Workshop <laughs> island over there uh, in in Spanish Fork, Utah. Randy, what are you thinking, man? <laughs> well, my uh, the hobgoblins were 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 given to a friend way back in the day. So, oh, yeah, my 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 Chaos Dwarf army is the the Forge World one with some little bit of green stuff conversions. So, I never never got a uh never got the like the old uh, you know, jester-ish clothes, you know, uh, hobgoblins <laughs> back in the day, but Oh yeah. But uh which which gives me the opportunity to buy a whole bunch of new ones. So, well, and, and I'm well, sure why Randy why wouldn't do. I, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you definitely and, will do that. Yeah. But he said, "Like my, my my most excited part is like I may get chaos dwarves too later." So, well, yeah. you know what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, chaos spawn, stick around, man. We might want to tell you something about that. All right, uh, Justin, what are your thoughts here, dude? I mean, you getting that old time? Uh, Justin, you're actually you're actually pretty old yourself, man. You're like, uh, well, you, you you're not quite as old as Steve, but you're you're up there, man. Wow. All right. So, what are your thoughts <laughs> here, man? I, I'm I'm the aesthetic on these guys is amazing. I mean, the cross between the old the new great looks you're you're pulling in the the high fantasy that we've seen throughout the entirety of aos and then i'm getting a little bit of that mad max beyond thunderdome kind of feel from some of these models and just two men enter one man leave or two two orcs enter one orc leave you know kind of thing yeah so these guys are going to be awesome on the table especially if they're painted well i mean even hell even if they're not painted well they're going to look awesome on the table but I, I, I'm interested to see what they can do. I really am. Well, I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pontificate on that here a little bit on tonight's show. We're gonna kind of spitball, and we're gonna. I think we're gonna get kind of close here, folks. And we do have some information that I think we're gonna be sharing that I think might be uh, fairly accurate. I'll just leave it at that. But Chuck, you brought up the Hobgrots, and um, I, I want to throw this out there. These dudes are the metallurgists. I guess the best way to put this that, that we spoke of about uh, you know back when we first were we were kind of uh, uh, revealing. Is that a good way to put it, Steve? When we were revealing AOS 3.0 and then this new uh, awesome army. Uh, but the the Hobgrots are the metallurgists, and uh, these are the ones that trade with the quote unquote dark masters, uh, the the potential uh, chaos dwarves. And this is another harken back to the hobgoblins of old, with with references to the chaos dwarves. I mean, I don't think they're going to be called chaos dwarves. But Steve, I'm going to pitch the ball back here to you, man. What do we think the chaos dwarves are going to be called when they do come out? And do we think they're going to mm. be destruction? No, I do not think they're going to be destruction. I think they will be part of chaos, but okay. um, I would love to see them as part of destruction, though. I think that would be awesome. Oh. But no, I, I think that um, like much like you see the Hobgrats um, committed to the swamp because the other orcs hate them so much, and just as you saw the Hobgoblins of old committed to the Plains of Tsar because they couldn't live anywhere else, uh, the chaos dwarves have always, uh, the, the, or I should say the hobgrots have always been under the protection of the chaos dwarves in some capacity. True. And yeah. so, you know, that when these chaos dwarves do come out, they're probably going to have some kind of a new name, like infernal dwarves or something along those right. lines, but, uh, they will very much, 
very much uh, harken back to the aesthetic of the old world, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, and that's going to be awesome. And we're going to re- we're going to come back around to that here in just a minute. But I mean, Chuck, what do you think? What are these What are these uh, new dark masters going to be called? You think? You know, that is sort of beyond me. I haven't even thought of what they're going to be called in the new realm. But Steve brings a new question into light with AOS 3. Okay. Will, if we get factions that have two different realms uh, corresponding to each other, be able to join forces? So if Chaos Swords are, are more centric to chaos right and our cruel boys more eccentric or or centralized around destruction can we ally between factions oh man intriguing now, now that I, that i'm just saying there. just right. saying randy you you might be able to pull together some thought on that's a great you know i'm i gotta think I, about that a little bit all right justin you I, got something i actually that? i can actually answer that because it's already great question been, man it, <laughs> it's uh, it's our it's actually already been done. It was in the current 2021 G or 2020 GHB in the back under the alliance rules. They are yeah. considered. You can ally chaos and destruction under those rules, but they are despised. So they cannot feed off each other's le- leaderships for battle shock and things of that matter. It was actually already addressed. So if they bring it forward, that's where how they'll do it. Okay, interesting. All right, all right, Randy, do you agree with that? Yeah, it, it was in, in the back, you know. Yeah, they uh they had a few extra rules just because you know for mm-hmm. team games and for for narrative battles and stuff they they did have some some cross crossover. So all right, yep, yep. All right, I, you know what? I got to tell you, I would love that. And and I I think you know what's funny is 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 is, is as gamers, uh, we completely blew past that little section in the general's handbook, didn't we? I mean, uh, I think I think that that you know because if you guys remember back in Warhammer Fantasy Battles, they had that where you that that allegiance chart. Remember that thing, Steve? Where, where yes. they had that allegiance chart where you could sign and kind of say, okay, the, the dark elves could ally with, say, the high elves, but there, you know, there there'd be some problems. You'd have to roll a d6. Yeah, and you had a, a, um, whatever dark that was. Elves and Skaven always were considered broken alliances, right? Because they were so untrustworthy uh, that you just couldn't rely on them as an ally, especially the Skaven. So, uh, yeah, that that was definitely part of the last edition. Okay. All right, so so Steve, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang you up on this one more topic here. Just just kind of just kind of warm us up here. Round us out on a little bit of background on the hobgoblins of old. I know I know I asked you to do this on Saturday, but for some folks that might have missed it, just give us a quick little high low of the, of the old uh, hobgoblins to maybe okay, maybe give so, us a flavor of what the the uh, the cruel boys are gonna be. Yeah, so the um, the hobgoblins are basically um, a sub faction of greenskins. They're not quite grots, not quite orcs, and in the past, their history and their lore was that they were these whining, conniving, almost had a, um, a screeching kind of voice that the Greenskins just couldn't stand. And they um, they were just annoying by nature to the orcs. They hated them. And so wherever hobgoblins were found, they would kill them immediately. The other Greenskins would kill them. So the, the, Greens, the hobgoblins, but to the plains of Zar. Where they were, where they made a deal with the Chaos Dwarves, and the Chaos Dwarves basically said, "If you serve us, if you be our eyes and ears, you will be allowed to, ser- you know, you'll be allowed to live here mm-hmm. under the protection of us." And so the Hobgoblins, from that point forward, uh, had always served the Chaos Dwarves because they can't go anywhere else. The sure. other Greenskins will kill them, and the only reason the Black Orcs, that which also served the Chaos Dwarves, 
The only reason they didn't kill them is because the Black Orcs were under the command of the Chaos Dwarves and they were very stern masters. So the Hobgoblins have a long history, a long history of being allied with the Chaos Dwarves. And it's something that I believe that aesthetic, that that storyline has already been hinted at and is going to continue into 3.0. I love it. I love it. And that's kind of why I asked you to kind of dress that up for us, Steve, because I kind of like the stuff that or I really like the question, Chuck, that you brought up as far as, you know, kind of posing. Could there be a little crossover? And then, of course, Justin reminding us all that we've already had that. So I, I, I wanted to make sure that we dress that up, because even in some of the older lore about the plains of Tsar, what did they talk about? Swampy, marshy, bogs. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think it's interesting that Games Workshop is almost dipping back into the old 5th edition, 6th edition Warhammer Fantasy Battle story arc. I mean, it's their stuff. It's their IP. They might as well reuse it, right? Absolutely. But, Why let it go to waste? Bingo. People loved, people loved the Hobgoblins and the Chaos Dwarves. They were always that faction that when someone brought them to a tournament, people would always give them the oohs and the ahs because they were a faction that you, you didn't see a lot. Right, right. But when you did see them, you really appreciated, you know, having them as an opponent. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is Chaos Spawn. You're absolutely right, man. Kragnos kind of looks like Hashut. Yeah, he really does. Good stuff there. But all right, let's 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 keep the let's keep the conversation rolling here on the Cruel Boys. So here in Age of Sigmar, here's what we know right now so far with the with the Cruel Boy Orcs. Uh, we know that this army makes their home in bogs, swamps, all these little murky, muddy places, uh, especially in it's Gur, right, guys? Yeah, it's Gur. Yeah. Uh, but that seems uh, to be the the, the, the the case with other destruction armies, i.e., if you think about it, guys. I, I know a lot of people kind of hung on this. Uh, that's where we got all the uh, the malarkey that it was going to be femur and all that kind of stuff. But if you really think about it, it was all, you know, these dark, murky places was always in front of us because dank places, right? The Gloomspite Gits live, live there, the Trogoths, all these other, you know, uh, uh, destruction factions already yeah. live in these dank places. So I don't put much stock mm-hmm. in overemphasizing the swamp bog thing. I didn't at the time. Um, also because it was kind of unfair. We had a source. But um, because it, it's just a, a place that Grotz and Trogoths already lived in uh, for, for the most part. And as a as a side note, I do want to uh, catch a snippet of, of uh, or I did happen to catch a snippet of Honest Wargamer who loosely tied in uh, the femur to this army. And um, I can understand where the femur thing kind of thing comes from. And, you know, right on the other side of the uh, the break when you and I were talking, Justin, you even said that uh, uh, that some of the units actually have that body style. So I can kind of see where maybe GW may have tapped into the femurs a little bit, although I don't really agree with that. But, you know, that's kind of you and I. We always agree to disagree on a lot of stuff, right? So to a point. Yeah. Uh, but um, I digress. We're, we're not, we're not going to go there anymore. We, we've already kind of hammered that, that part. But the storyline that we know of for these dudes is when Kragnos began his rampage, the Cruel Boys followed and they worshipped uh, they worshipped him as some kind of destruction god that he, that he really is. And the lore basically says that now that Kragnos has come back from his exile or his imprisonment, the Cruel Boys are now coming out of hiding. So they were, they were essentially in hiding, and they're, they're rising up all across the realms to join their kinfolk in bringing about the end of civilization. And this is kind of the storyline that you were talking about, Steve, right? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we know now um, we know now that we do have the first part of the story. I don't want to reveal it because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah, don't do that. We're not going to do no, that. No, no, I, I know, I know. <laughs> we were excoriated last time when we did that, but that's yep. okay. Don't So we've learned from that mistake. But 
yeah, there is a very deep story that is that is coming up in Kragnos. And when you find out how he was uh, stirred from his slumber, uh, you're not going to be surprised that this individual was the cause of it. Mm, and, I, it. and I want to leave that very vague because I know we have a lot of people who want yeah. to read the story for themselves. Yeah, we can't we can't we can't do that. Uh, we'll, we'll get in some trouble. So, yeah, folks, you're just going to have to read the story for yourself. But, I mean, Chuck, I want to throw this out there to you. I mean, looking at the storyline of where we're at and some of the things you've heard, I mean, this is really destruction's time to shine, right? Yes, I, I would agree so. I think with the release of Kragnos and the new faction that we're seeing with Cruel Boys, potentially we're going to see a uh, alliance or a, a, a grand alliance form around this new book. Uh, some people on the internet um, have alluded to destruction being coerced around a central new battle tome coming out the one that we're seeing here in the next few weeks so um potentially uh, we're going to see the unification of destruction underneath either the grand god that came out or the cruel boys that have come from within okay i like that one that's a good answer, Chuck. See, folks, this is what happens when you have a smart guy on the show. He makes us all look pretty stupid. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. No, um, Randy, so, <laughs> go ahead. Go, Chuck. I, I was about to interrupt you. Go ahead, man. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I just try and I, I tie what I think could happen to how, you know, Games Workshop is presenting the army and how they need to open that next storyline uh, right. for the the next edition coming out. Okay. All right. So, oh. so Randy, speaking of that storyline to piggyback off what, you know, you know, Chuck, the smarty pants guy here on the show just said, Chuck, uh, Randy, this is to you. So is destruction, Randy, the new bad guy, you know, like death was the bad guy before is, is destruction, the new bad guy. Well, order is always the, the worst bad guy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Chuck didn't, didn't, didn't offer like the opening new chamber already, you know? Oh yeah. You he's know. a, he's we're, a we're seeing, total storm. We're seeing the chamber guy. come out with dominion. I mean, come on now. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Keep the wings have Keep come preaching. off. <laughs> yeah. See, my, my good guys have always been chaos and, and, and destruction, so I don't I don't know what the you guys are The good guys are chaos. Yeah, but you, but you see yeah. how I set Chuck up there to kick him in the shin? So is, uh, oh, see how I did that? Oh. Oh. That was a total setup. I had to do that. All right, so Justin, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the ball to you on this. Here's the next question. Is Kragnos the new Nagash? No. Oh, is he the no. Nagash? No, he's For just, not I mean, the new do, Nagash. Do, does, is, is he the new Nagash in terms of what Nagash was to death, being the you know the, the CEO the you know of, of the whole thing, or or is Kragnos that for destruction? Mm. No, because I think okay. we're still going to see a bigger god come out than him in this next year. Mm. All right. Really? I think we're going to see the embodiment of Mork and Gork. You think Gork? No, I don't think so. Again, oh, we're I do. I no. I do. No, I do. We're seeing a lot Holy of gods cow. hit the table pretty, pretty quick. We've seen Kragnos now. We had Teclas. We had all these big gods coming to play. Marathi turned into a god. I would not be surprised if we see Sigmar on the table at some point and Mork and Gork. Okay, hold on. All right, Steve, are, are these are these are these are these gods or are they demigods? Because there's okay, a difference. So Justin Justin brought up a good point in the sense that Kragnos is not going to be Nagash was a god of magic. So yes, I agree in a sense that I think Kragnos could be the Nagash of combat. Whereas I'll give you Nagash that. I'll was give... the god of magic. 
I'll give you that. What Kragnos can do on the table in, in combat is absolutely be off the charts. I mean, what is it? He can do like 36 mortal wounds against monsters or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just yeah. on the charge. That's and plus 20 damage. Yeah. Plus 20 normal damage um, against four plus armor save units. Sorry, go ahead. There are two things <laughs> I think you will Passion. never see. You will never see Sigmar and you will never see Gorkamorka. And I say that because I believe that they are greater gods, whereas Kragnos and Ilariel and even Teclas are demigods. They are not true gods. They are demigods. Okay, I like that. I like so that answer. I don't think you're going I agree to see... With that. Yeah, I don't think you're ever going to see Sigmar or Gorkamorka. Okay. Would you say that for the, the same, for the corn, the four corn demon? Or yes. Gods? Well, I don't think you'll ever see the chaos. You'll yeah. never see corn. You'll never see zinch. You know, you'll never see them. You'll never see Grandpa well. Nurgle. No, no, nope. yeah. you'll never see him. Yeah, you'll ne- you'll never see the big pervert that they have in chains. They always have in chains over there. Whatever that slanish. You'll never see that yeah. one. All yeah. right. So, so I, I want to throw this in. Well, there. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Chuck. I was I was going to say, could we see like the embodiment spirit of you know Gorkin work through like uh the the totem itself or like an avatar. Yeah, yeah, right. like the Avatar, like we've got the what is possibly. it, the Forge World, maybe Gollum, the ro- Rogue Idol, and, yeah, yeah, the Rogue yeah, Idol. Possibly. So, yeah, I mean, maybe. we could see, and uh, didn't they? I mean, is that discontinued at this point, or yeah, the Rogue Idol, I believe, is discontinued. <laughs> so, in three right. to six months, could we see that released, and and then that in caption upon Cruel Boys well, itself? All right, that, yeah. that, that's that's the big reason I'm saying we're going to see other gods that are more powerful than Kragnos, just be. Because we have avatars coming out of the woodworks. Well, and these we'll, we'll have to we'll have to see that as it comes down the pike. Let's bring it back to the cruel yeah. boys here. Yeah. So so he, here it is because um, I have a strange inclination here, gang. That in a way the cruel boys are a sliding replacement for the previously loved and lost greenskins. Um, mm-hmm. the, the cruel boys have that old greenskin type feel. The only thing that I I I, I still long for is a proper war boss and a wyvern. And, and no, the Maw Crusher is not a proper Wyvern. Nope, I'm sorry. End of story. I'm not going to go there. Uh, Wyvern, Wyvern. How do you say it? Shut up. Wyv- so, Wyvern. 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 Boy, that sounds, like a, that sounds like something you need penicillin for. Look at Chuck. He's ready to pass Will out. You stop. So, but but that's, that's my thought. I think that they're a slide in replacement for the Greenskins. So um, now, that here, now that we're all warmed up here, guys, and Chuck's you know, going to start choking on his whiskey that he's slamming down over there. Uh, I, I think that uh, we're, we're going to roll on with a, with a loose review, as I said in the beginning of the show, uh, of, of the units, the release units that we know of, and try to get an idea of what each unit is going to be like on the table. So, gang, let's, let's roll on on this, and, um, and, and let's take a look at each released unit from the, uh, from the War Scroll. So we're going to start with the first one that, um, that <laughs> Chaos Spawn, Defloaty Git. I love that one. All right, all right. Thank you for making me laugh on that one. Okay, here we go. So we are going with the Slitters, man, the Hobgrot Slitters as the first unit up here today. So this one here, gang, uh, had me very interested and excited, mainly because of the old-school connection to the uh, the Hobgoblins. Um, you know, many, many editions ago, uh, as, as you also heard us talk about here, there was a, there was an army of hobgoblins, and these dudes really give me hope that we're going to be getting something like that back. I mean, like the hobgoblins of old, they also had an adopted master that they worked for, and, and, and we know that that's the Chaos Dwarves. We know that the lore, they referred to them as the Dark Masters. So now fast forward to what we have now on the table, and the only traces of the Chaos Dwarf army in the game were from Forge World. So hobgrots are now a thing in AOS. So these Hobgrots serve as 
one of the only AOS models with hand grenades. So I think that's pretty interesting. They're going to be able to lob little hand grenades in there. So, you know, who would have thought that this would have come to AOS, that we're going to be getting more and more shooting? And this is really the tip of the iceberg that we're going to be getting here with the destruction and shooting is what I meant to say. So, gang, I'm going to throw this out there first, and I'm going to, I'm going to kick it to you, Steve, first, and then we're going to go around the horn here. Here's my take on what I, I think the Hobgrot Slittas are going, to, are going to be like. I think that this, I think from a points and stats standpoint, here's what I think. I think they're going to be probably a six plus save. I think they're probably going to have a bravery of like a four. Uh, I think they're going to have one wound apiece. I think they're probably going to move about five inches from like something nifty and ability on the war scroll. I think they're going to be able to hide maybe a unit or so or a special ambush style of mechanics. Say, I think they're going to be able to hide in either another unit or they're going to have some type of an ambush mechanic, uh, is what I meant to say. And I think that they're going to have like the nasty skulker type of thing because of the the grenades throwing ability. I think they're going to have something like that. Or I think they're going to they're going to have either the 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 nasty skulkers meets the Skaven Globadiers or whatever those guys were called feel to them. Um, as far as points, I think we're probably looking at about. Uh, uh, you know, a hundred for twenty, hundred points for twenty, or with with a max unit of forty. Steve, what say you on these guys, man? Um, I think they're going to be your standard trash troop. Yeah. Uh, they're probably going to have a six-up save. They're probably going to have maybe an eight-inch uh, range for their little hand grenades there that they have. Okay. They're going to be now. Remember too that in AOS 3.0 we are getting stand and shoot, uh-huh. so they are going to be a great. Uh, chaff unit to put in front of your real troops and they're going to lob those hand grenades and then when you come in and slaughter them whatever units behind them is going to be able to is going to be able to pull in yeah so yeah yeah, they're just going to be trash troops your standard trash troops yeah i think those hand grenades should be about a six inch uh reach six inch little toss maybe yeah it's six to eight inches and i'll tell you what too i don't think they're going to be 100 points i think that unit as i'm looking at them right now they're probably going to be 80 points okay all right. Just a cheap trash unit, probably with a six-up save. Um, a light, very light infantry. Basically, you know, the the other orcs are just going to herd them into combat and watch them die. Got it. Got it. All right, Chuck. What say you, man? What what do you what do you think about these guys? Uh, this is you know the standard Hobgrot troop we were talking about. Short tor or long torso, short leg. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a four-inch movement because of the you know there are more. Uh, Gretchen focused or Grot focused with the Goblin aesthetic. Um, they are going to be your standard uh, blocking troop from uh, your main core that stands behind the line. They're going to be the run forward, take the charge, throw the grenade at incoming units. Uh, and I predict that they're probably going to be around 80 to 100. I wouldn't be surprised if you could get some type of discount for 30 of them, possibly like 260 for 30. Okay. You think you think discounts are still going to be a thing? I, potentially. I mean, we'll see in the new yeah. book here in there's a couple weeks. Grave Lords, there's no discounts. Yeah, they did take away it in the Soul Blight uh, Grave Lords book. Really? Yeah. Yep. Go on. <sighs> You know, I I hope I cross my fingers for a discount with Hobgrats because I would take thirty of these in my army if there was a discount. Yeah, yeah. Well, let let's keep it rolling here because you know, Randy, I'm going to throw the next unit here to you. We're gonna we're gonna go to the next one here. So we've got oh, before the, uh... you before you, you switch over or whatever. Okay. Uh, cast the cast dwarves do their unit champion, and their characters do have the the blood of a shot, which is a thrown weapon. So. Mm-hmm. 
like they do take a charge and do D3 mortal wounds. I can see them actually changing it into a charge reaction for, for those grenades. Okay. So. Awesome. So you're thinking about the Hobgrot splitters to get something like that. All right, cool. Okay, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's talk now about the gut rippers. I love these names. Um, probably second to Nurgle. They probably have the best destruction has the best names, uh, anything that has to do with orcs. Uh, so games workshop has, has really phased out the old orc boys. Right. Um, but, it's hard to deny that these new orcs are a great replacement. All right, well, the first thing, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw them. They still have those jagged weapons, and their shields are amazingly creepy, and I love how they kind of make the shield aesthetics, copy their faces. I love all that. And they still have those, um, that rough type of, of orc look to them. And, and these new cruel boys, um, with all of that said, though, are leaner and I would think meaner looking than the current orc counterparts. I really love their looks. So I find it interesting that they're that they're armed with poisonous blades also. I mean, I, I like the idea that poison is a thing again. So Randy, I'm going to throw this out to you, and, and Justin, I'm going, to, I'm going to pitch it to you as well. I mean, what game points and stats do we see them wielding? What do you think? Well, I'll start with the... Uh, I love how they have this, the spears or whatever. That means you're going to want to play them in a bigger unit than 10 just so they could... Get more attacks with the reach over. Sure. Two poison, reach. poison, poison was one of my favorite mechanics all the way back from fifth edition onward, or whatever. Uh, way back, the original poison was literally plus one strength. Uh, then they iterated into any sixes become auto wounds, and I could see them totally adding like uh, plus one to wound or you know reroll ones to wound or whatever for poison. You know, just to get a good clean you know handfuls of dice with the with the spears. So. All right. All right, yeah. I like it. I like it. So, uh, what what about you, Justin? What what say you? What what do you think they're going to be like? What are their stats? What do you think? Uh, I think these are going to be movement five, one wound, uh, probably a five plus save with a minus one to hit or a bonus save through okay. shooting because of the shield. Okay. Um, I believe they're going to have a two inch range weapon with the spear, which will be of course poison, probably exploding sixes. Uh, most likely, it's going to hit on fours and wound on threes. Uh, they are a destruction army after all, so usually their hit values are a little bit higher. Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to say they're probably going to be a bravery five. Okay. Uh, but and yeah. point wise, I'd probably put these guys maybe at 130, 140 for 10. Oh, wow. See, that, that's pretty expensive. And I'm, I'm going to give you my take on them. Uh, I think they're going to have a five plus save. I think you're going to be able to re-roll all save rolls with the shields. I think that's what's going to happen because the shields are too special to be normal re-rolls of one or something like that, or plus one to your save. I think you're just going to be able to re-roll save rolls with the shield and in, in melee, of course. Uh, I think they're going to have a bravery five. I think they're going to have one wound apiece. I think they're going to move five inches, your typical uh, orc. But I think they're going to have a two-inch reach with that uh, with that spear. Uh, but as far as attacks go, now Caspawn, I know you said about 30, you know, you, you're know, hoping they're going to be on 32-millimeter bases. Uh, you know, I, I, so do I. That's what they look like. Uh, but I think they're going to have one attack. And guys, don't, don't don't hang me on this one, but I still think they're going to be a battle line troop. So I think these guys are going to be fours by fours, no rend damage one. Um, yep. I do think one of the benefits of these guys are going to be, though, is that they're going to be able to gain, I would think, uh, additional attacks if, if they're within units of 20 or more. Uh, I think the two-inch with spears, I think hits of six do mortal wounds with the poison attacks. I think that's what they're going to try to sum, sum up with the poison. And if I had my guess on where I think this army would come in points-wise, I think I'm going to say 100 points for 10, maybe a max unit of 40. Um, that, that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards because I, I don't think they're going to be much different than the old green skin boys. If, if you want to ask me my, my two cents in tin can. So that's kind of where I, where I'm at with that one. But, um, 
but rolling on, you know, Steve, I know this was an army that, or the army, this was a unit that you particularly, uh, uh, like the, the man skewer bolt boys. So we got, uh, we got the bolt boys. These guys are able to choose between two different firing modes when in battle, according to some of the information that was leaked. Uh, they can either do, they can either go for a quick volley or, or take their time and snipe their targets with say, you know, some kind of a deadly bolt or long range bolt. And the cruel boys get two units in the, the the big reveal so far. This is one of the two that that obviously aren't going to be in the Dominion box set. Um, but what do you think, man? How are these things going to be on the tabletop? What do you think they're going to be like? Well, this is definitely going to be the ranged unit that you're going to have. Maybe if they come in groups of three, yeah, you're probably going to have nine of them, maybe on each flank. They're going to be your harassing unit that's just going to pick away at big monsters or pick away at like heavy troops of some kind. They're probably going to have rend. Um, I see them as being an integral part of the uh, Cruel Boys army. You're going to have to have them, I think, to take out those characters and to take out maybe big monsters. They're, They're definitely going to have rend. Yep. Yep. Completely agree with that. Uh, Chuck, what are your thoughts, man? What do you think? So with the two different, uh, firing modes that these units will have i kind of predict that we're going to have a cross between and don't get me wrong i don't want anybody like coming at me verbally but this is going to be a split between hurricane crossbows with stormcast Mm -hmm. and long strike crossbows which have the potential to deal mortal wounds okay so those the firing modes will be one long range that does the mortal wounds or a short range, which is somewhere between three and six shots that they can do, you know, whether or not they hit at a good value, who knows? It'll probably be like a five and a four. Um, We know Stormcast hit better, but these will be the epitome of the new destruction cruel boys that come out. People will focus their army around the man skewer bolt boys. And this will be the new toys for the destruction army uh-huh. and i i think we will see armies focused around this so you think you but you said it was going to be the epitome everyone will want these <laughs> and they're not even going to be able to be taken by other factions only the cruel boys all right well we're going to get into some of the legion stuff here later on but i like the way you put that i mean here, here's my take on them <laughs> I think they're going to be very welcomed additions to to mm-hmm. to destruction as more and more shooting has been creeping into the game for destruction, which I love, by the way. Uh, but but let's let's look at the first uh, of these of these two units a little bit more closely, and and obviously the next one coming up is going to be the the big uh, the big bolt thrower. But as far as the 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 the, the, the crossbow cruel boys. Um, here's where I, th- I think. I think these guys are going to be a five-plus save. I think they're going to be bravery of six. I think they're going to have one wound apiece. They're going to move five inches. Again, all the typical same stuff. But I think, obviously, they're going to be plagued by destruction shooting. I think these guys are going to be fours to hit, threes to wound, um, your typical destruction-esque type, type shooting. I think they're going to be 18 inches in range, most likely negative one, uh, ren, maybe damage two. I think they might get 24 inches on the long shot, uh, probably something a little more like... Uh, you know, maybe two two shots, uh, negative one damage, one something more like that. I, I would guess, um, but I I don't know that I necessarily want to go to the to the level of thinking that these guys are going to be the epitome. But I understand why you said that. I really I I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I completely understand why you said that because I I think they're so. You, what you're saying in a way though is they're going to be more like fool's gold, right, Chuck? 
Right. I mean, you take, if you, just like with however destruction operates, if you take a large enough unit of these, you're going to rain pain on your enemy. Yeah. And that is what people are going to look at. They're going to look at, if I have a unit of 6, 9, or 12, or 10 to 15 on either flank, anything coming at me, I'm going to devastate. Yeah. I think these things are going to be about 160 points for three, and you'll be able to take a probably about a max unit of 12. I think that's that's my call. I think they're going to be 160 points for three. But um, but let's look at the big daddy of, of the shooting, and then this right here, man. This is the uh, this is the the beast skewer kill bow. <laughs> just you know what? I can't help but just giggle every time they 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 mention one of these names. And Games Workshop is really loving on destruction to give them this much shooting. Uh, we we've got we've got bolt throwers now. Here you go. So uh, I'm going to throw this out there, Randy. What are you thinking, dude? What what are we looking at as far as um, uh, some points and stats? What what do we think these uh, these big these big bolt throwers are going to be doing? Yeah, they'll be the, the typical war machine, you know. The old old hobgoblins had the hobgoblin bolt throwers, and I'm glad to see that this this actually came back for for the, their list. And uh, I think yeah, it's gonna be standard like a spread of shots or you know uh, a single shot for for bigger stuff. So yeah, it's a tip to go bolt thrower. Yeah. So when you say spread of shots, how many how many shots do you think that's gonna be? I would say probably like four. Okay. Yeah, All just right. because they're going to hit a little bit lower, like maybe on a 4-plus and not a 3-plus probably. So. All right. Do you think they're going to have a deficit? Like, you know, some war machines have that, you know, you know, if you get closer than, say, 3 inches or 6 inches, you can't shoot anymore. Do you think they're going to be able to shoot at point-blank range? I don't I don't, I don't think they have a minimum. Like, okay. The, the original War Scrolls for, you know, the compendiums had the minimum ranges on stuff, but not too much, too many new things had, had that. So. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, you know what? I like what uh, the Mogwai man just said. I think the bolt thrower will go through units. Remember that Warhammer Fantasy Battles where the, the bolt yeah, just kind of yeah. going through? Oh, yeah. Penetrating ranks. Yeah. Mogwai man. A great freaking YouTube name. That is really cool. We really don't have – I don't have a cool YouTube name, man. I really don't. I, but that, that's a cool one. And good point. All right. So, Justin, I'm throwing it out to you, man. What do we got? So, uh, what, do, what do you think? What is the uh, the Killabow going to do? Uh, I think it's going to be a multi-profile – shot system so you're going to have a probably a multi-shot which will be two shots uh, probably hitting on fours wounding on threes or okay. wounding on twos twos possibly because of the strength of the bow ren two probably damage d3 per bolt um the single shot will be one shot probably hitting on fours wounding on threes but it will end up being a rend minus three with a die six and probably have a kicker on it if it's hitting a monster it's an automatic six wounds Oh, I love that. Wow. Now, see, that's a good one. That kind of ties back to, to, to what Mogwai was saying, man, about going through uh, uh, going through units. Maybe, maybe with, 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 with monsters, it'll do a little bit more of a damage. That's a good, that's a good thought, well, Justin. All right, well, man. Well, Points-wise, I'm putting this one about 170, 180, which will put it in line with most of the larger machine types and monsters. Uh, it's probably going to have about nine wounds on the thing. It's going to have a movement five. Uh, probably bravery six, like you're saying, and probably an armor value of four plus. Dude, you are an expensive date, man. How much do you think that's going to be per per one one seventy? Because that'll yeah. put it on par. That'll put it on par with steam tanks and things of that matter. Yeah, but it ain't okay. I, I, yeah, dude, I love talking to you because we have these we have these agreement and disagreements all the time. Good stuff, but. Here's well, what, here's what I, I think, think the I think the I think the the the, cat, the crossbow guys are going to be a little bit more different than you had too, but that's my own take on that. Yeah. So, here's here's what I think on the on the big kilobolt uh, thrower. I think I think it's going to be a five plus save. I think obviously you know they're not going to be a bravery on it because you're going to deal with that with the crew. Uh, wounds, I'm going to say four. I think this thing's going to have four wounds. 
uh, because it's, it's kind of an over-the-shoulder type, type looking crossbow. I think it's going to move four inches because it's a big, heavy piece of wood they got to lumber around. Um, my range on it, I think you're going to get some pretty good range in this thing. I think we're probably looking at 36 inch range. I think it's going to have, yep. uh, multiple firing methods. Like, like, uh, like, like Randy was saying, uh, I think you said as well. Yeah. Uh, I think the first firing method is, uh, probably going to be two shots, maybe threes by threes, negative two damage D three. Uh, the crew probably is going to fight at one attack fours by fours, no rend damage one. Um, I don't think it's going to be expensive as you're saying. I think it's probably going to be somewhere in the ballpark of maybe a, Maybe a hundred and twenty points for one. I think it's going to be a single unit, probably about hundred and twenty points. That's going to be my take on it. I, I don't think it's going to be quite steam tank level because I think you're giving it a lot of credit by thinking that. But that's just—I think it's a great. I, I'm I'm putting the crew boys at a little bit higher point value just because of other factors in AOS three that are coming through with the size of the board, things of that matter. Yeah. So they're not going to want. They're not going to have as many models hitting the table i'm i'm thinking we're going to see point increases across the board for a lot of things and these are going to come in higher well sure yeah because we know that the point we know that the table size is shrinking and that's a great point they did it in 40k right i mean those yep. those, those points went up all right when, when they went to 44 by 60 let's keep it rolling i mean we know that we got uh and and, and here's the here's the drum roll we know that we got some more uh cruel boys cavalry that's going to be on the way um, so now, uh, a slight departure from, from what we know, uh, is coming in the Dominion box. UW has hinted on more units and we can, we can clearly see here in the blurry circled image of a, of a mounted, uh, unit that we're going to be getting. So we know that more of them are coming. We know that this is definitely going to be happening. Uh, this is part of that multiple release that you heard us talking about when we were, uh, doing the, uh, uh, the, the reveals, if you will. Uh, so Steve, what do you think, man? We we're looking at more of these, uh, pig, squig, wolf thing riders to accompany our killer Where do, where do you think, the, where do you think these guys are going to shake out on the, uh, the table? Yeah, it's going to be just exactly what we said. They're going to be your, uh, standard fast cavalry. There'll be some kind of a wolf or a squig pig thing, whatever they are. They're exactly what we talked about. Um, where do I see them? I think they're going to be a light cavalry, probably a five-up save. They're either going to have the option of spears or bows, yeah, uh, similar to the hobgoblins of old. Um, they'll just be your standard fast cavalry troop, but we're definitely getting them. And I also think that they're going to be like the Soul Blight in the sense that they're going to have a two-week release. Ooh. They're going to release the first set of the army mm-hmm. the first week, and then you're going to get this other odd stuff like the... Um, like the uh, Hobgrot riding on top of the Trog. Can't wait to talk about that guy. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. but my point is, is that it's going to be a two weeks. It's going to be a two week release. Yeah. And these will be in the second wave. Okay. All right. I think you're right. I think you're right. So you think these are going to have about five plus save. What about their movement? How far are they moving, Steve? Oh, their movement's going to be fast. It'll be 14 inches. Oh man. You, you think the pig yeah. squig wolf things are really going to be cooking, huh? Yeah. They're going to move. It'll be anywhere between 12 to 14 inches, but I'd like to think that this is going to be probably a 14 inch movement. All right. All right. Randy, what, what say you, man? What about the, what, what is this new cavalry pig squig wolf thing? What, what do we got? What do we, what do I you think, think? I think they're, they're going to try to go, you know, they need a faster cavalry compared to the other orcs and goblins. So I, I, I agree. It's going to be fast cav, like 12 to 14. And then I like that, like like we said, like bows and spears. You know, either either way. I love the fact that you guys brought up yeah. bow, bow, or bows. I completely that like completely left my mind. I don't know why. Yeah. Did hobgoblins in the old game have have uh, horseback ridden bows or wolf riders with bows? Did wolf, they? wolf riders yes. with bows. Wolf yes. riders with bows. Bows and, and spears. spears. Okay. All right. Well. Seriously. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
And, and so, you know, the funny thing is, I, I think that these guys are going to have a five plus save. I think also because of the shields. I mean, obviously, the killer boss has a shield. So I think just like uh, with the other units, they're going to have rerolls to save their shields. Um, and I think it's going to be a blanket reroll. I don't think it's going to be anything ones because, again, I think their shields are too specialized to be just, you know, rerolls of one. I think it's going to be rerolls of everything with their shield. Uh, all misses, I mean. Uh, I think their bravery is going to be a five. Wounds probably going to be two. And I don't think they're going to be quite as fast as you're saying, Steve. I think they're probably going to be somewhere around 10-inch movement because I think they're going to be kind of beefier. If you look at that pig, squig, wolf-looking thing that the killer boss is on, you know, that that that, that looks like a... Well, we also don't know if that is what it's going to be. We could just have your standard, like, Swamp Wolf or some variation yeah. of a Swamp Wolf. Right. And uh, and that would serve as something different than what the boss is riding, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I like the idea of the bow. I hadn't really thought about that. But I think they're going to have spears. I think that's going to give them a two-inch reach. I think they're going to have one attack, fours by fours, probably no rend on that one. Uh, one damage. Uh, and again, because of the poison thing that they were talking about that the other units are getting, I think a six to hit is going to be a, multi- is gonna be a, a mortal wound for poison. Um, I think the normal Nash tooth will have a melee, uh, and again, that's the, that's the mount is what they're calling the, at least the killer boss, but the Nash tooth, I think is going to have a melee of, of obviously claws and fangs of some kind. I think that's probably going to be two attacks, maybe fours by threes, negative one damage one, um, on, on that one. I mean, what, what did Steve, what do you think? What do you think the, the, the mount attacks are going to be? Are you talking for the warlord? No, the, the just the regular cavalry, the Nash two. Oh, it'll just be your standard standard fours by fours, probably damage one. I don't even think they're going to get ran. No. So no. I, I think we're missing the whole point here. I think if this cavalry gets released on the second wave, right. we're going to see this as a heavy cavalry option for the cruel say. boys that are going to be Drakoth related. We're going to see four attacks that hit on threes, wound on fours, negative one, one to two damage a piece, and that's for them all. Claw attacks are going to be three attacks, four by fours, one damage. But I think you guys are missing the fact that if this is a heavy cavalry, we're going to see a four up armor save with the potential of reroll ones or reroll failed armors. If you look on the beast itself, it has a helmet, it has armor plating, and if I, it's a pig squig, it will have thick skin. Yeah, but I, 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 the I'm mount thinking, will have a four up armor. Yeah, I don't I want to. I want boss can be compared to the regular rank and file troops, so. though. I want to piggyback off of what he's Possibly. saying, though, is I think this is actually going to be a multi-kit. It's going to have a light yes. cavalry variant and a medium cavalry to heavy cavalry variant. You're going to have a variant in there that's going to carry a bow and be fast at 14-inch movement with hitting on fours, wounding on three, probably one or two shots at, at and disengage or something of that matter where they can go in, strike, and then run away. Right. And then you're going to have a medium variant that'll have the helmets and all the armored armored bits on the dogs that are be add-ons that you can put on and they'll carry yeah, a spear or a sword. Those will be at a three to four. Those will be at a four to five plus war armor save and have their, then carrying that big red shield that mimics right. the rest of the army. So yeah. yep. I'm thinking as far as points, these things are probably going to be about 180 for three. Again, probably a max unit of uh, 12. Five. Yeah, we don't know. They'll yeah, be unit five. I think they'll be unit five. Yeah, okay. the heavy cavalry variant could be 180, but your light cavalry be like 140, 160. Sure. All right. All right. Well, good stuff, man. We're going to keep it rolling here. We're going to be looking at some heroes just coming right up. Hey, gang. I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. 
GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, dice, and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.gamestormgaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events. So get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, 630-243-9330. Again, that's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. Hey, you Grimdark goons, thank you so much for joining us on the show. But hey, if you're new to the Grimdark Live experience, please don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like our show. This way you'll always know when it's time for Grimdark Live. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for being back. We love all you dice chucking, glue sniffing gamer goons. Also, please recommend us to your friends, as Grimdark Live is a great show to get your nerd on every week. And if you like some after-ear action, give our podcast a listen after the live show. The podcast is typically published a couple of days after the live show. The link to the podcast is in the show notes below. And if you're already listening to our podcast, you rock, man. And if that ain't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. Again, that's grimdarklive.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. Everybody's always downplaying these nobblers, man. I'm sick and tired of this. You know, I mean, we, we can't have a moment's rest around here. Nobblers' lives matter, damn it. I'm telling you right now, a fistful of meat, I agree with you. Such an injustice for nobblers even have to hang around these people. How about me? How about, you know, the, the nobbler G here, man? I got to put up with these guys here always bad-mouthing them. Let me tell you something about how the cruel boys could have been better. I mean, let me tell you about the greatest unit, not of this time or that time, but the greatest unit of all time, and that's a nobbler. Yeah, we're not man. talking about blood knights. Hey, hey, you know what? You see this? You see what I got to put up with here, folks? Why are we talking about cruel boys? Why are we getting off task here? You know, we're not getting off task. Nobblers are everything, man. Understand that. Nobblers are everything. All right, no, okay, I'm back now. All right, I'm, uh, see, I'm, I'm better, folks. So, you know, everything is starting to come back into focus again. I'm not going to pass out. So we are going to keep, uh, we're going to keep rolling. And, you know, we've got some, uh, uh, we got some heroes that we're finally going to be getting into. So we better, we better get rolling with that because uh, um, we got them. And, you know, here's what's funny. When, when, when we look at these, these, these heroes that we're going to be talking about here in the second part of the show, the, they're obviously following Kragnos. So they have a they have a really good hero to start from. And we know that these new breed of orcs have crawled out from the swamps of Gur. We got the Cruel Boys here, and we're going to be continuing our breakdown in our conversation of the new Cruel Boys army and what to expect as we get closer to this awesome new destruction army that's going to be in our sweaty palms here very, very soon. So let's keep on going and look at the first hero that we have up here tonight, and that's the Merc Knob with the Belchabana. I love that. I love that, you know, I, my, my inner 10-year-old is now laughing that they brought in burping into this army. I just, I absolutely love that. But the Merc Knob carries a banner that has the pin tongue of a swamp beast that's kind of like you know, hammered into it, uh, hammered to the to the banner. And it allows it to spew forth like some kind of noxious gas uh, or fog, I guess. And 
uh, more access to the to the battlefield, I would imagine this this big thing of you know uh, burp gas all over the place. And I think I think what that does is it also shows the um, the the hierarchy, if you will, uh, of, of the clans. The the banner has like a stink effect that may cause I, I'm guessing here, folks, that may cause a negative one to hit enemy units or a negative one to bravery or something if they're within, within like a certain type of a distance of this of this banner. A, I like the fact that the Stormcast and now the and now the uh, the Cruel Boys are bringing back banner bearers. I absolutely love that. So, Steve, I'm throwing this out here to you, man. You know, you were literally the banner bearer incarnate. What what do we got? What what do you think this army this this hero is going to do? If he offers a minus one to hit from shooting or minus one to hit in combat, you will see two of them in every single army. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is a harken back to some of the banners that we lost at the beginning of Age of yep. Sigmar. I really sure honestly will. believe that. Yes. Where do you think he's going to stand uh, stats wise? Oh, he'll be your sta- he'll be your standard 120 to 140 point character. Um, the range of it will probably be something like within 12 inches. He'll have to be close to a unit, like wholly within 12 inches, for them mm-hmm. to uh, be able to cause the opponent to have a negative one to hit. But, right. Yeah. There'll be two of them in every army if that's what it does. Love it. I love it. Chuck, what say you, man? What do we got on this guy? Um, I think we're going to see a four-up armor save, six wounds, five-inch move. Uh, we're going to see a, it probably follow the same trend of wholly within 12 or 18 inches of minus one to hit. But I think with this totem, because what they hinted at on uh, – the Twitch and live stream was that it would have uh, multiple abilities. So I think with a totem, you're going to be able to choose whether it's minus one to hit or some other uh, debuff okay. ability. So whether or not we see like two in an army, I don't know if they'll stack or not. They probably will. Um, but we'll probably see like the minus one to hit and a, another debuff where uh, it's minus one to charge, minus two to charge or something like that. Okay. Because in the raw rules, they were talking about how the tongue uh, from different frogs or toads or something like that in the swamp constituted different abilities within the banners so that the effect of the tongue would last for a certain amount of time right. and they would replace it That's on the right. spike with another tongue. That's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Randy, what do you think, man? What are the stats on this guy? How is he going to perform on the table? Yeah, just like you said, like, you know, you just, you just went over what, you know, the rumors were and stuff, but uh, I'm really hoping they're going to bring back more interaction on the actual oh, table for the, the, for the for the for the totem rule, you know, like, you know, they see, they had a little bit in the beginning and then some of the pieces of scenery said, like, if you had a totem near it or whatever, but, you know, and then like the armies that don't have a totem, they do have the anvil of apotheosis, you know, standard bear, you know, gigs the totem t- keyword right. or whatever, so. I'm just hoping more more interactions for for totems. So. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be multiple totems? Do you think we build maybe a different? They obviously the the burp the burp banner right here. Do you think they're going to be something different than the burp banner? I think I think it's going to be you know, most armies are going to have one each. Like you know, okay. the last few armies I actually had had more you know of them. Like you know, so like yeah. the, the totems are coming back into the armies. So. Yeah, I, I love that. But you want to know something? And, and folks, the Burt Banner is a Grimdark Live official term. Uh, just like Pervert points with Slanesh, you can take that one to the bank. But Justin, what do you think, man? What are we looking at as far as stats here? I agree with everything that the other guys have said. You know, six wounds, four, four, four plus, yeah. five plus armor. But I have to say, how has that got to be the worst job in the Cruel Boys line? Hey, Joe, go carry the stink pole and stand there to buff your brothers. <laughs> I think I saw it. <laughs> I think I saw a movie called Stinkpole. All right, no. But, um, you know. Wow. <laughs> but, no, 
I mean, I think this guy is going to have like a 12 inch rate, uh, holy within bubble of effect is probably going to either affect the boys themselves, or it's going to affect the enemy either through damaging or something of that matter. Cause it probably has a noxious or poisonous cloud that can cause damage. Uh, okay. Minus one plus one hit something of that manner. I mean, it might energize the orcs for all we know, because hell they might like the smell. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my take on it is I, I agree. I think he's going to have six wounds. I think it's going to have a save of a four plus. I think this guy's going to have a bravery of a seven because he's going to be a hero. I think, again, five five inch movement. I think that's going to be kind of the, uh, the, the over-under on movement for this entire army. But I think in addition to the melee benefit of this banner uh, that the banner gives, I think GW mentioned it also conceals their approach. I think if you guys, and Chuck, you got me thinking about this when you brought up some of the, the uh-huh. things that they remembered, but I think it conceals their approach. So maybe it's going to be something like the Maw Tribes get with Winterbite where they're negative one to hit uh, in the shooting phase until the cruel boys are, I don't know, within three to six inches or so of the enemy or something like that, like, like, a, like a swamp fog effect or something Cover like that. Cover save. Yeah. But I also think that the, this guy, as far as points, because of what the, what the Burt Banner is going to be able to do with this guy, I think 140 points easy as a hero. I think that's what you're looking mm-hmm. at is, as far as um, the, the Merc knob with the Belcha Banner. I just love that. But let's keep rolling here, man. We got our next hero. We got the Killer Boss with the Stab Grot. And, uh, guys, this is by far my favorite Killer Boss. And I'll get to why in a minute. Uh, but this this unmounted version comes with a small grot guardian or a sacrifice gar- grot, uh, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, so again, Steve, I'm pitching the ball to you, man. What is this uh, killer grot on foot gonna 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 do? What are some stats? What do you think? He'll probably be your standard um, your standard uh, hero with five wounds. He'll probably have a four up save. He'll probably hit on a three, wound on a three, negative one, maybe damage. You know, one maybe one to three, depending upon his weapon. He may have a choice of weapons. I think they showed him with the flail as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he'll be your standard five-wound character. There'll be nothing special about him. He'll probably right. have some kind of a command ability that'll either allow uh, the surrounding uh, cruel boys to get, like, plus one attack or something. I don't yeah. think there's going to be anything too special about him. You know what? I, I think you're I think you're probably right. But, you know, Chuck, I'm going to throw this up here, too. You know, you uh, you actually found this. Uh, this is the blurry version of what you think the killer boss is going to be. But, uh, you know, what what uh, we can't really make much out of that. But what do you, what do you think? What do you think that says there, man? What, what's the killer boss going to be able to do? So, you know, if, with the profiles that you can see, if like you zoom in, it looks like he's going to have uh, four attacks at a four plus three plus with negative two rend and two damage. Now, that may be with the flail like Steve was getting at. Um, and then the potential for four attacks and then threes and fours with negative one and one damage with the actual hand weapon, which is like the axe in the right hand. Um, the little grot, we're thinking that it possibly could be one to two attacks with fours and fours with one damage. But the special rule with the killer boss, it, from what I had like sort of gotten from the Twitch stream, is that the uh, boss himself kicks the grot into the enemy to actually absorb the first wound that he takes. So while he may be (laughs) six or seven wounds, if he does get charged uh, or, you know, the first wound suffered in combat, he, he does sacrifice the, 
the stab grot to take Love that it. first wound. And of course he will benefit from poison and a lot of the other common, you know, yeah. the shield bonus if he has a shield. Um, so I, I think we're going to see a survivable hero with hopefully a great command ability that can really assist those units within, you know, 12 to 18 inches. That is Dick kicks the grot in there. Randy, I'm saying this guy's going to be I'm, I'm like saying, a football. <laughs> I'm saying this, this hero is probably going to be somewhere in the ballpark of 140 to 160. What say you, man? What do you think? Yeah, it's just around there, and they said, like, when I saw, like, some of the people going over the, I guess I saw some people talking about it on, on Facebook or whatever, I'm like, it just reminds me of, of Blood Bowl and kicking the kicking the, 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 the guys down the field with the ball, you know, you know, the troll, 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 just toss them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, I yeah. just love that mental yeah. image. You yep. know, toss a little bastard into the fray. All right, Justin, <laughs> here's one coming up on the boards for you. Fistful of Metal just says the killer boss will have a greater movement than his his uh, stab grot meat shield, <laughs> making it impractical. What do you, what say you, man? What do you think? What's this guy going to be like on the on the field? I think we're looking at a six inch move orc. Uh, the the other little kill grot is going to be in that six inch move because he's actually like more like a tower drone than anything else. He's, okay. He's a, he's a basically a meat shield. For the most, for the for the better lack of a term, you know. Oh, here, kill it. Thank you. Now I'm going to stab you. Um, I think with the weapon tree he has, he's going to have a one inch, two inch attack with all of his or one inch, two inch ability with his attacks, uh, depending on which one it is, either the flail or the sword. Right. Probably hitting on threes, wounding on threes, uh, with both items, multiple damage attacks. And we're probably looking at—I want to say 175 for this guy. Really? I, I, th- I think he's going to be higher just because the kill bosses, from what they've everything has been said with the reveal and everything else, they are the most cunning, the most deci- deceitful. They are the the baddest of the bad, and they just can wreck damage and wreak and just wreak havoc. So I'm thinking they're right. higher points. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, I don't think this guy's going to see much more than 160 points. But let me get to why this guy was my favorite uh, of the bunch. And, and it had nothing to do with the Killaboss. Um, here's why the Stabgrot is my favorite version of the Killaboss. Here it is. So, a great fantasy movie is the movie Legend with Tom Cruise. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one before. And the first thing yep. I thought of when I saw the Stabgrot was the character Blunder from the movie Legend. <laughs> And and I and I think the mechanics in the game will allow the killer boss, like like you were saying, to pass off wounds uh, to his little blunder. But uh, I just think that that's absolutely hysterical. But that's the first thing I, I thought of when, when I saw that the uh, he was going to have like this little, um, I guess this little this little uh, minion, I guess to toss in there. But speaking of little minions, man, we got the next guy up here that's uh, that's got his own, and this is the swamp kala, the swamp kala shaman in the pot grot. I love how they, they even got like a little bit of a Boston thing going on there. Um, and, and here's what I want to say about this guy that's up on the, uh, the the screen. I can certainly see more of the Azog in these miniatures than your traditional orcs of, say, Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, this is just one exceptionally, according to the lore, stinky-ass wizard. And I think the stink theme with the Belcher banner is, is definitely a theme. I think there's going to be a lot of mechanics in the game that are going to aid these guys as far as being just being a bunch of smelly asses all over the field. I could see the Swamp Collar getting some uh, of the same type abilities as, say, the Slaughtermaster for the Ogre Maw Tribes with its Great Cauldron abilities where, you know, you roll a D6 and Mm -hmm. an X happens or something like that. Um, So, gang, here we go. We're going to go round robin again. I mean, Steve, what do you you think about this? How is he going to act on the field? What's this uh, Shaman going to be like? Yeah, he's going to be your standard debuffer. 
So basically mm-hmm. what he's going to do is he's going to throw minuses to hit on units. He's going to cause units to either slow down or maybe have less attacks. He might even have some kind of an ability where he's able to heal units. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to serve as your debuff wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Still have your traditional wizard stats. He'll be five wounds, maybe six with a little, um, with a little grot there alongside him. But sure. I believe that that's what he's going to do. He's going to be your standard debuff wizard. Okay. So you don't think there's, okay. I, I, you know, that's interesting. That was a take I didn't think of Steve. That was pretty good. All right. Chuck, what, what do you think, man? Is he going to be just a standard debuff wizard or is he going to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more to offer? What do you think? You know, it's it, with him and having the grot in the pot. Um, I, I think he's going to be the random buff generator, uh, potentially. Like he feeds the orcs, or he's casting some type of incantation into the pot. But I wouldn't put it past Games Workshop to have one a, a random mechanic that the shaman can do that he generates, but then in addition to that, cast a spell. So what I'm predicting is that this is not only a wizard, but a uh, character or a hero in a priest form that mm-hmm. automatically gets a buff off on like a three-up. Okay, that that's kind of cool. All right, so, so you, you kind of you took what Steve said and kind of kicked it up a notch. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Randy, you... Tell me, man, what do you think? Uh, give me give me some thoughts on how this guy's going to act on the table. I, I got a, a little bit of a feeling this guy reminds me a little bit of the old green-skinned shaman, but tell me what you think. Yeah, so, like, you know, they have, like, the orcs do have priests and, and shop, you know, and, and casters for magic or whatever, and I thought it was, like you said, it was going to be, like, I thought it was going to be, like, a random effect from the, from the pot or whatever, so. But then again, it is one little miniature next to it, so. I could see it having like both, like he said, both a caster and and a random, you know, buff out of the out of the pot. So, I would love it if he could yeah. like maybe throw the little grot in the pot and like heal <laughs> wounds for the <laughs> army, kind of like the maw pot or something like that. That'd be absolutely hysterical. Justin, yeah. what do you think, man? What is this? What is this guy coming in at points wise, and how do you think he's going to do? Okay, so I'm thinking this guy's going to probably come in at 140 to 160 somewhere. Right, we in agree there. on that. That we finally okay. agreed on some, Justin. I, however, do not believe he's a wizard. I think he's a priest. Oh, come and on, the, Justin. Here's your another left turn at Albuquerque. You're going to yeah, fall and, out of way. Okay, <laughs> and, and here's the reason why. Because okay. in, in the stream and everything else they said, that they said he is not a typical wizard of old. He never he does not cast spells. He brews potions which inhale or bolster his troops. So everything he's doing is shaman-esque. It's boost. It's gains. It's boons. So it's priest. I, that's why I don't think he's a wizard. I think he might have a dispel like a wizard, but he has no spell casting offensively. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be three plus. Here's a bonus, or four plus. Here's a bonus, and he can change it up every turn, like a lot of the other priests that we have in the game. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so you think? Uh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll I'll buy that. Although I think the guy is definitely uh, a, a wizard. I'm going to definitely say that. Uh, I think he's going to have all the crummy wizard stats, though. I think he's going to have a five plus save, bravery six. I think he's going to have five wounds, though, because he is a hero. Again, oh, yeah. five inch movement. But I, here's here's something I when I thought of when I looked at this guy again. Um, I think the shaman is going to draw casting energy, kind of like kind of like their version of the wah, from friendly units around it. For instance, I think there. I think this is just me spitballing here, gang. That I think he's going to get plus one to cast if it's within twenty or more cruel boy models. And, and I think uh, it, is a, it is a single caster. I think this guy's going to be able to cast one, dispel one. I think a cast of maybe a six on his War Scroll spell. Um, and I could see his War Scroll spell 
probably closely resembling, say, a damage spell of, of an enemy unit, say, within 18 to 20 inches from it, and maybe a, maybe one of those kooky type of uh, War Scroll spells where if you roll a 1 for that unit to damage that unit, if you roll a 1 on a d6, nothing's going to happen. If you roll, like, say, a 2 through 5 or something, uh, the enemy unit might suffer one mortal wound, and on a 6, it might suffer d3 mortal wounds. I don't think it's going to be very powerful spells, but I do think 140 points, I think this thing's going to come in at. But I think the, the mechanics in the game will allow the, the Swamp Kala to, to pass off wounds to the, you know, to the Pot Grot. Uh, I think, obviously, maybe just, you know, give him a, give him a swirly or something right into the, into, the, into the pot, and you'll be able to heal some wounds for your, your army or something like that. Big, like, toilet swirly. Um, that's what I think. But let's oh, go on to the... Oh, no. Let's, I'm not going to show you. Although, well, that's, that's another show. But I do, I do want to go to the Big Daddy. Here's to kill a boss on the great Nash Tooth that we got up here now. So this is the, this is the Big Daddy that was revealed that's going to be coming with the, uh, the Dominion box. And um, as the big boss of any army, man, the killer boss is going to be the head honcho of this Dominion box and probably of a lot of lists going forward. I know that in mine uh, in particular, that's going to be the case. So, um, so like the killer boss mentioned previous, uh, you know, in the, in the reveals uh, and what we've already read about, uh, this mounted version uh, should have the same melee, I'm guessing, uh, with some obvious alterations uh, as, as the on-foot mm-hmm. killer boss that we saw. And, of course, uh, the mount is going to probably be a bigger badass than, than the ones we speculated on for the normal troops. But, Steve, mm-hmm. pitching the ball to you, man. What's the killer boss on a great Nash Tooth going to be like, man? What do we got? Yeah, he's going to be the same thing as the guy on foot, except mm-hmm. he's going to be a 10-wound model, probably a 3-up save. Uh, he'll be a beast in combat, but I agree with you. I think the critter is going to do more damage than he will. Yep. Um, maybe even have something like a mortal wound bite or something. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be your 10-wound cavalry big boss, yep. basically. Yeah. Okay, I like what you just said, Chuck. What do you think, man? Uh, you, you, you have a big uh, maw bite or something like that, or what do we got? Um, I think what we're going to see with this model is a similar profile to the Killaboss on top of a souped-up mount, similar to the Dracoth Rider, which I think I believe was 10 to 12 wounds. Don't get me wrong. Maybe okay. it was 10. Um, but I think what you're going to see on the character here is a multi-wound profile. So how we saw with the regular Killaboss on foot um, with the flail with, you know, his multiple weapon profiles was one wound or negative one rend. I think what we're going to see is like the negative one rend, maybe negative two, but we're going to see two damage for one or two of his weapon types. So this one is going to be your damage outputter. Um, He's. He's going to be able to get into combat. He's going to be able to put out the eight to 10 wounds that you need uh, to finish up or the, the one that you want to attack with first. Now, okay. I would not put it past uh, this model um, to have a tiered damage profile similar to a larger model. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about a tiered uh, damage profile. I mean, Randy, uh, make us a believer, man. What, what do you think of the killer boss on a, on a great Nash tooth? Yeah, I can see it like uh, basically making sure it can buff the other other cavalry units, making okay. so you know charging and whatever. Like I can see it spear, you know, like getting four attacks at threes by threes, and then like still just minus one one damage, but you know extra damage on on a charge to make sure you know that they, you know, that he, you know, does the pile like after a pile in or whatever, and then just just. From the history of Warhammer, the, the mounts always do more damage. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think <laughs> so, this mount is going to be pretty yeah. damn, pretty damn brutal. It's, yeah, I think it's going to have a nice rend on its jaws attack, and then his claws do look pretty sharp too. So yeah, I think yeah. he's definitely going to have a maw and claw attack. Justin, what say you, man? 
12 inch move, 12 wounds, 3 plus armor. Nice. 8 bravery. Uh, probably going to have 4 attacks that are going to be 3s by 2s with a nine, negative 1 rend, poison. Probably die 3 damage on each of those bad boys. And then you're going to have the dog, which will have a bite and claw, which will probably be 3 to 4 attacks there, probably hitting on 4s and 3s with a negative 1 because they'll probably have poison jaws or something of that manner there as well. And yeah, I agree with Chuck. I think it's going to have a de-escalating scale where it's going to get worse as it takes damage just because of how big the model is. This thing is on a huge base. Yeah, that's interesting. I really hadn't thought about the uh, the, the degrading scale. I mean, I think this thing's going to have a four plus save again because of the crazy shield that you see this killer boss have. I think you're going to be able to re-roll those save rolls with the shield, all save rolls. Uh, Bravery 7, uh, because it is still an orc and kind of a fidgety smaller one at that, uh, hobgoblin-esque. Um, wounds... I'm going to say this thing's going to have six wounds. I know that I'm going to probably get stoned to death for saying that, but I think I think this six guy's... wounds? I do, I do, and I, I think this thing's going to be about six wounds. I think it's going to have about a... Movement's probably going to be about ten. I still stick with that, because these are big lumbering beasts. I don't know that they're going to be swift do of foot. We, like... Do we think it's going to be a behemoth? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, I, I know that. Uh, I know that um, on the chats. I, I think that a fistful of meat basically said that he's, he's going to get that frost, frost uh, uh, lord level. I don't know it'll be that powerful. That's that's giving him a lot of credit. Good thought though, but I, I think that's a lot of. I think that's a lot to give to him. I, th- I think that the great Nash tooth in melee, meaning the uh, the mount. I think the claws and the fangs are probably going to be three attacks, threes by threes, negative one damage one. Um, and as far as on the table abilities. I go back and forth with this one. I think that the killer boss is going to have a command ability that um, is probably going to offer rerolls to charges for other uh, uh, Nash Tooths that are that are in uh, uh, in vicinity of it, maybe 12 to 18 inches. Uh, Points-wise, though, we never really talked on this guy. I think this guy is going to come in at about 250 points. So he might have more wounds than six than I originally thought, but I think this guy probably be somewhere in the ballpark of 250. Any disagreements there? What do you guys think? Uh, no, I think I, I think he's I think he's lower than that, but not by much. Okay. And, and here's a here's a side note too. You see, uh, it's called a great Nash tooth too. So the the normal yeah, ones could just be Nash tooths, yeah, and they'd yeah. be a little bit yep. smaller than yeah. the one he's riding too. So good yeah, point, that's something Randy. that's something to point out. Yeah. All right. That is a good point. Yeah. But but speaking of a big bastard riding a pretty big mount, man, we got the break a boss. We got this one, the break a boss on a yeah, on a your brute trogoth. Now I know that. Uh, this one just I, I just I openly started laughing the minute I saw this thing up on the screen and and uh, honestly guys we're getting a very impressive miniature I mean not the yeah. uh, it's not going to be in the Dominion set I want everyone to be clear about that uh, and and uh, the, the break a boss on a mere brute trogoth I think that the uh, the, the, the the maw tribes trogoth and I, I think like the maw tribes not the maw tribes trogoth but I think like the the maw tribes I think trogoths are going to be allied with this army I think this is kind of a hint to that or an ode to that yep. as a possibility I mean simply because of the mount I really like the idea behind the miniature and I think that it would be impressive to field on the tabletop don't get me wrong I think the gut plate is a really nice addition to the miniature and I like the character that they've managed to place on the, as the rider to this mount again yep. very Peter Jackson Hobbit-esque type thing I, I like yep. to point out um, so Steve I know that you're chomping on the bit to talk about this big dummy what, what, do you, what, what yeah, are you looking this, at man yeah this in my opinion is the most impressive model uh, that I've seen so far he will be your typical infantry um, hammer boss. Uh, he, he's definitely going to have ten wounds. Um, he'll be just like a he'll be just like a dank old Tragoth, basically. So he'll have anywhere between ten to twelve wounds. Um, 
he will be your infantry hammer. He will probably have a profile that's very similar to the larger Trogoths. And boy, Pat, you mentioned something that really has me chomping at the bit. I wonder if we're going to get these Mirbrut Trogoths as a unit without a guy on top. Wouldn't... In other words, a new kind of Trog. You know what? I, I know where you're gonna. I know where your money's going at that point. Well, that would be an interesting army. I mean, I could tell you that that would be so. That would be a really cool addition to this army to have like a a big hammer unit. You you're, know you're, that's where they're going, Steve. Yeah, you're dang, oh, you're dang right about that. Do. You're dang right they about do. that. I mean, Chuck, what do you think, man? What do we got on this guy? Um, I think that this, if you take this guy as a general, that he somehow makes Trogos core. Battle whether yep. whether it's wow. river trolls, whether it's stone trolls, whether it's any type of trolls, um, he allies anyone with the Trogoth keyword into the army, and some of them become battle line. At that point, um, I it, devastating. I think we see cruel boys allowing somehow other factions of orcs or Trogos as allies into the army. And I think that's where Games Workshop is trying to go. I think they're trying to unite right. the orcs, the jits, the trogs into a new book moving forward into AOS 3. And like Steve and you were saying, um, we potentially might see this as a multi-kit and a standard, uh, you know, not break a boss, but some trogoth style infantry with movement eight to ten as a hammer unit Love i think it. this Look is this is your new hammer unit with regeneration Love is it. what it is yeah and yeah. poison it'll have poison. <laughs> yeah so this thing's just going to be a big troop lawnmower thing randy what are you thinking man what do you got yeah, yeah seeing seeing both clubs or whatever you know it's just going to clobber right through the infantries yeah and just like you know I like finally seeing the, the the Biden up on top. You know, we talked about that like way back in the day. Yeah, you know that that two pointed spear from from the. Yeah, I, but, I think yeah. I think honestly with those clubs, I think those are going to be six yeah. attacks, threes by threes, negative two, maybe damage D six, something like that. Uh, that's kind of my thought with with both clubs. Probably damage two. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you think it's going to be damage two? Okay. Yeah, I All think right. he'll be damage two, but I agree he'll probably have about six attacks. He's going to be nasty. Right. Yeah. Right. Justin, what say He's you, man? Be a line breaker. This this thing brought up two lines of from movies, famous movies. It's like who runs Barter Town? Master Blaster <laughs> runs Barter Town for one, and the second Master one is Blaster and the second Barter one was from Town. Lord of the Rings. Is they yeah, brought the a bloody they brought a bloody cave troll. So yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. I have a feeling this guy is going to have all the abilities you guys are saying, but I think it's, he's going to have a command ability that's going to be like goaded into battle or something of that matter that's going to basically affect Trogoths only and give them rerolls of some form, either charging, pluses to hit. I mean, he's going to have a command ability that's specifically for getting big-ass trolls into fight real fast. All right. So, Justin, yes or no, are we getting Meyerbrut Trogoths? Oh, I, I'm I'm almost guaranteeing it. They, they, there's there's no reason they would release a model like this without having backups. Maybe a little I bit agree. smaller. Maybe a little bit smaller than this, on the the terms of like maybe the like the the stone mm. trolls that we have. So I don't know if they'll be as tall as this, but I believe we are going to get them because the, this is, looks like it's on a what a uh, uh, sixty millimeter base, most likely. Uh, like a core. Uh, what do they call that? The core goth. It's on that same. Oh base. yeah. Right, right. So yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking we're going to see maybe a little bit smaller version of the Meyer troll, but I think we are going to see them. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I I think this guy's going to come in at three hundred points. What say you? Anybody? 
Oh, 280, 280 to 300. Yeah, yeah I'd put him there. 240 to 280. I wouldn't put him at more than the kiloboss. Um, no. I think he's going to be around the kiloboss uh, point value. Yep. But if we see three of them at like eight wounds apiece, um, we will see him probably around, you know, 280 to 320, somewhere around there. Kind of yep. like how the three trolls, plus a little bit on top of that. The orc will probably mm-hmm. add like two wounds per model or something like that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, He'll be saying, in the upper 200s. You know yeah, what, sa- saying that with the, the fact that we know that they're rewriting of the way monsters are acting and work a little bit more, we might yeah. actually see this as a 12-move model sitting at about 170 to 190. Wow. Hmm. Could. Could, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Hy- I mean, hydras and things like that are sitting at about 10 to 12 wounds, and they're they're below 200. I think this guy's going to be 12 wounds. I yeah, think, I, I think, think he is to too. I think he's going to be 12 wounds easily. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely going to be that. But that's... um. That's the units, man. That's that's kind of what we know right now. That's coming out for this this awesome army, and uh, and I'm going to tell you right now. Here, here's my closing thoughts on this on this army. I, I'm I'm very excited for this box. Um, it, it's up for pre-order uh, in June, uh, well this month, uh, and I think I think another thing I want to remind everyone is is we got we got to remember that the, that 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 term has been thrown out there while stocks last. Uh, so make sure you don't delay in, in getting your, your sweaty palms on these. I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, it, it'll be available for pre-order for, I'm going to say it for maybe 20 minutes and then it's going to disappear. Um, yeah. so, so let's not, let's not end this on a downer. I don't want to do that to anyone, but, uh, the new cruel boys orcs look incredible. And honestly, guys, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, how third edition really changes, uh, the game. I, I really think we're up for some pretty darn incredible stuff yeah honestly guys you ready for that question of the day oh yep. no you guys remember the question of the day because i do no what is it yep. hey gang i really hope you're enjoying the grimdark live show so far thanks for being with us but before we get to the question of the day, I want to ask you to head over to GrimDarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker by becoming a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimDarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimDarkLive.com, you should know that Grimdark Live isn't just there for entertainment. We're a full-time miniatures assembly and painting service. We have three different levels that we currently paint to, and we provide free quotes. So let us know if you have something you need painted, and we'll get it done for you. And if Patreon or painting isn't something you're ready to do at this time, we totally understand. And thank you for spending time with us here on Grimdark Live. So with that said, let's get to the question of the day. I can't do any more Stormcast. I have three Stormcasts. And, and no, that uh, that new Chogoth does not look like my mother-in-law. All right, let's get to the Will question of the stop. day. Here we go. Oh, she does. <laughs> All right, we uh, these these guys. You can't you can't take these guys anywhere, folks. All right, here it is, man. The question of the day. You guys remember the question of the day? Dun dun it's, dun. It, All right, here it, it is. It, wasn't it how much Nobbler suck? You know what, uh, <laughs> oh. folks? Uh, this will be his last show. All right, um, Steve, you ready? So here it is. We're throwing this out there to you first. Here's the question of the day. Will the concept of the meta be radically changed with the onset of a more balanced third edition? Yes, it's going to completely change the way the game is played. 
you're going to have more command points now at your disposal, and that is going to allow you to use more of your command abilities, which is going to greatly improve the effectiveness of your army. So okay. I think it is going to, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely going to change the course of the game. All right. All right. I, uh, I like that as an answer. And, folks, uh, if you guys out there listening, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, the answer that you may have to the question of the day is here on Grimdark Live. So, Randy, we're throwing the, or, uh, Chuck, we're throwing this one to you right now. Uh, will the concept of the meta be radically changed with the onset of a more balanced third edition? I, I think we're going to see a readjustment. I think for AOS 1 and 2, we saw readjustments with point values and how people built their armies. Now, whether or not we see um, core changes to how command abilities can be spent per unit or, you know, if we see an adjustment of, uh, the you know... Uh, each unit only being able to have like one command ability uh, spent on them per phase of the game so that we don't have five thrown onto one unit in uh, one portion of the game and like 50 damage put out by one character. We'll have to see. Um, but I, I think it, all in all, we're going to see some type of adjustment somewhere. Right. And people are going to be rebuilding their armies uh, just like they have in the past. All right. I like the way you put that. All right, Randy. To you, man, will the concept of the meta be radically changed with the onset of a more balanced third edition? Yeah, with the more reliance on command abilities and when to use them, I think it's more likely going to change like the composition of the armies, but also allow variations to certain lists. And then basically it all comes down to uh, the better player knowing when to use each ability and when to stack it and when to, you know, slight abilities, whatever. And then eventually the, the meta will be will be solved by you know the game's over and over again like every game does but sure it will be there will be that grace period where people are figuring out when to you know when to use the abilities and you know and stuff like that so all right yeah. that's a great way to put it justin what say you man will the concept of the meta be radically changed with the onset of a more balanced third edition no interesting okay it won't and the reason for it is because we're still relying on on 2.0 rule books until they're updated interesting mm. All right. Until until you update the codexes or the 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 war scrolls from 2.0 to 3.0 across the entire range of books, you're reliant on old rules and old battalions and everything else. Everything is based on old books. So you may have a new rule concept, you may have more command points and you may have things. All it's going to allow you to do is access the abilities that are in your current codex at a more reasonable rate and a faster rate. So Ayat and Deepkin, who are, can be command point starved, now all of a sudden have advantages they didn't have before. Okay. You know, so is it going to change the meta? Not for at least a year. All right. You know, it, it, my, my answer to that question is I, I, I think that we, we've seen the meta get reset and re-smoothed out and reshaped really since the onset of Age of Sigmar. Uh, when there was no points, they, added, they added points. When uh, there were points per model, they added unit points. Um, I think we've been heading in this direction for a long time, and I think that right now uh, this is going to add a more balance to the third edition. And I think the meta is going to be reset. I think th I think you're never going to get away from the meta by thinking about those power gamers. I don't know that you're ever going to be able to get away from those kind of people. I think short pants are everywhere. I think you're going to have to deal with those type of people. But I think that this definitely is a step in the right direction from, from what I have seen. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's my two cents in a tin can. And thanks for that. And, and, and folks, uh, let us know what your, what your answer to the question of the day might be. And will the concept of the meta be radically changed with the onset of a more balanced third edition? But speaking of balance, we got the, uh, we got the closing thoughts by the nicest guy in tabletop wargaming. Randy, you got the floor, man. 
All right. So with uh, basically uh, COVID pretty much lifted and stuff, you know, everybody's getting ready to go out to the giant events and, you know, like our closest one that I'm going to is this weekend. So <laughs> uh, with that in uh, mind or whatever, everybody, you know, start, you know, sniffing glue and getting your paints out and getting all your, your armies ready. So love it, man. Love it. And that right there is the best way I can think of to, uh, to end the show by sniffing glue and just going and doing my own thing, man. That's what I'm going to do, Randy. I'm going to start sniffing glue right now. That's it. Uh, oh, God. That's a great show, and that's a wrap here. So all of our Grimdark Coons, and I'd like to thank all of our listeners for another great show, and we look forward to having you guys back next time we discuss, when we discuss all things related to dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer world. So please don't forget to join us next Tuesday at 730, and also please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button and follow our podcast. So until we meet again, remember, roll them dice fun and fair. And don't be a freaking short pants. You got it? All right, guys. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. See ya. Grimdark Live, we'd like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a freaking short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Hey, who are you calling a short pants?